Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool episode lined up for you guys today. We were asked by the Massage Therapy Podcast. They're two hosts, Heather and Nicole, great therapists, great people. And actually, Heather's been on our show before when we first started. Um, so when her and Nicole asked us to be on their show, on their podcast, we jumped at the opportunity. And we said, let's make this a true collaboration. Let's put out these same episodes and it'll be great. It'll it'll be a nice little piece together. So that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear that recording that we did with Heather Nicole from the Massage Therapy Podcast. Throw on your headphones, crank up the volume, ignore the F-bombs and uh, enjoy. Hey, massage friends. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Massage Therapy Podcast. If you're new here, welcome and enjoy. Heather here and I've got Nicole beside me. Hey. Uh, we got a really special podcast here today. We're not the only ones in the room right now. We have two other guests that we're pretty excited about. We are. You introduce them, Heather. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody might know them already. They are Mark and Amanda from the well-known Two Massage Therapists podcast. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really just reached out to them because we we wanted to like flip the mic on them, get a little bit more of their background, but also oh, just man. like <laughs> we know we've we've picked out bits and pieces. Like we've said along the way, listening to all your podcasts, but we're like we ooh, we really want to ask them more about that or like what deeper into whatever it is, like your background, how you got to the con ed, how you were like, well, those decisions and what the first days looked like. Like we really mm -hmm. just wanted to pick your. I'm brains. scared. I don't know. Are you scared? <laughs> I'm not scared feel, at all. I like talking about me. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. We have a conversation with you guys with, like outside of your podcast. Like, we'll yeah, you don't know them. about the conversation that like, we have with you. What did Mark say? I don't know about this. Or I, 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 I need to ask him about this. Yeah. Our relaxation episode was yeah. solely based on an episode I listened to you guys. And I was like, I need to email him right now. It was really yes. funny. It That's, made me laugh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Not that we have any trouble, but I was just like, what is happening? We yeah. need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just been like, yeah, Bruin. So mm -hmm. yeah, welcome. Thanks again. Yeah, All right. Good, yeah. Good. Well, let's just like jump right into it then. Introduce yourselves. Let us know more about you. Let our listeners know. Sure. Okay. Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda. And I've been a massage therapist for nine years. Uh, this past March was marked nine years. And I before that, I was working as a manager at a women's fitness club that I started working at when I was 17. So I walked in there and asked for a job because I would go there very regularly to work out. And I wanted a job at the front desk. And they said, sure, would you consider being a, I think it was called a floor coach. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, what are you, what are you asking me to do? And they said, basically, when new members sign up, you're going to take them around and teach them how to use the equipment and just, you know, give them an orientation to the gym. I was like, you guys lost your fucking mind. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm 17 and no, I don't know anything about this. But um, anyway, I, I took a job there at the front desk and then realized how much fun it was going to be to be on the floor. So I kind of approached them again, like, yeah, I'm thinking I can do that floor coach what job. What did you think would have been fun on the floor? I don't know. I felt like instead of me sitting behind the front desk, I could actually go and Listen, help people. I've worked. Have you guys ever worked at a gym before? Not a gym, yeah. but I've worked a front desk many times. <laughs> okay, so you've worked at a gym for, as front desk? Yeah, front desk. Front desk staff at the gym looks like you have the best job ever. Because I've, <laughs> I've been a personal trainer and I've done the floor work stuff too. And I'm always jealous of the fucking front desk people. <laughs> well, I mean, we had fun. Don't get me wrong. We had fun at the front desk, but I was really actually interested in fitness. And it was sort of like that moment that I was like, I 
I kind of want to do this. Like I kind of want to even level up to be a personal trainer. So I started as a floor coach and I started like researching on my own and reading fitness magazines and just learning. And eventually they had a training program through that gym where you could become a personal trainer. Um, so it was essentially CanFit Pro's program ripped off. I guess I can oh say that gosh. now because that, that <laughs> club no longer exists. Yeah. But it was basically like I got trained sort of as if I took CanFit Pro and there was, you know, sort of an exam by one of the other staff and whatever. So I became a personal trainer and that's what made me want to go into kinesiology mm-hmm. because I was already doing it. Got my kin degree and after I got my kin degree, I didn't know what to do. So mm-hmm. I came back here, took another job training at the same club and was very quickly promoted to manager. After doing that for a few months, I realized how much I hated the business side of fitness. Mm-hmm. Like I hated the selling. I hated oh, the manipulation. Yeah. I hated it. Mm-hmm. But I still really liked the aspect of educating people. I liked working with bodies. Like all of that made sense. So in the interim, I was going to go back to school for occupational therapy. In the interim, I took a job working behind a desk again <laughs> at a private career college that was just starting a massage therapy program. And to fast forward through this, that's where I met Mark, never went to <laughs> university to get my master's degree, decided to take massage therapy Sorry. instead. <laughs> but that was the original plan was a master's? Yes. So yeah. I was actually in the process of doing applications for University of Toronto. And oh. I was going to go into occupational therapy. So my intent was to stay with this private career college for a year or so because the pay was good. The location was good. I thought, you know, I'll make some money mm-hmm. and I'll go back to school. And somewhere in there, I was going to travel for a few months. <laughs> Always. And well, where were you going to travel? And then I was I was going to do uh, something similar to what my high school best friend did. She did like a round the wor- world uh, tour. So she went to Fiji and New Zealand and Australia, like and a then whole she did pack. And- yeah. Mm. So I was my intent was that. to do that. <laughs> nothing about that. But then I met that guy. Right? <laughs> the same guy is like nothing about that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, anyway, so that I was going to do Would you occupational move out of a van therapy too while you're running? No, no, no. Okay, I'm just wondering. I don't know. <laughs> but once I once I found out about massage therapy, I was not a regular massage client. I know mm-hmm. that, you know, Heather, when you came on our podcast, mm-hmm. it was your experience through massage that kind of yeah. deepened your interest. I knew nothing about massage therapy, really, because I didn't, that wasn't something that we did. My mother still probably has never had a massage. No, that's a lie. I've treated her one time. I'll like, treat your mom. <laughs> Commentary over here. Yeah, I'll treat your mom. Peanut she gallery. Might, she might have to sign a consent form for sensitive areas. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, anyway, kidding, yeah. So yeah, the the school kidding. I was working at, um, things were going really well, and I started to like it there, which is kind of scary because I had plans to go back to school to travel, mm-hmm. but I I enjoyed the environment, I liked the people I worked with, and I was like, I was actually really into the job. And then somebody, this was it, this was the the nail in the coffin. Somebody said to me, do you know if you're an employee here, you can take any program for free as long as you Ooh. continue to work full time. No. I was like, okay, <laughs> done. Now I've got some thinking to do. <laughs> so I, did you ever consider the PSW program? I did not. Um. <laughs> really, of all the programs that were offered at this private career college, massage therapy would have been the only one that I was yeah. interested in. It was in. very much entry level medical. Yeah, it was not. Right. If, I mean, if I was going to do occupational therapy, I wasn't going to change my mind and become a lab technician. Not right. that there's anything wrong with being a lab technician, but it, it wouldn't have made sense for me, right? Yeah. So I decided to go talk to Mark. We didn't know each other because we didn't really work in the same departments, but I talked to Mark and I said, tell me about the career. Like, I don't want to hear about the school because I don't give a shit about that. I, yeah. you know, I, yeah, you I know have it. a university degree. I understand school. Tell me about the career. And the way he described it, 
like I was sold in literally like 10 seconds. I'm like, this just makes so much sense for me. You know, I still get to work with people's bodies. I still get to do the education piece Mm -hmm. and I get to make my own hours and, you know, possibly be self-employed. Like all of these things, I was just getting so excited. So I went and told the VP at the school, this is what I want to do. He essentially laughed in my face because he's like, so you're going to work eight hours a day. You're going to go to school five hours a day. You're going to study. You're going to do all these. You're going to do this for two years. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and you did it. And you did. I did. I got oh my God. really unhealthy, but I did it. <laughs> hey, man, for free, why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I say, at that time, I think the program was $20,000. I don't know what it is now, but mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going to not have to pay $20,000 to go to yeah. school, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. That's fine. Yeah. Right? Right? Who needs sleep? Exactly. It was crazy, though, because we lived roughly... By the time I started, I'm saying we, so I'm jumping ahead. Um, so this was early 2008 that I had this conversation with the VP. And because you have to be an employee for a full year to take advantage of that benefit of getting school for free, I wasn't going to be able to start until winter of 2008 mm-hmm. um, because I only started working there, I think, a fall of 2007. So I said, okay, that's fine. So I worked there for the year with the intent of going to massage school. In that time, Mark and I got very friendly. And uh, <laughs> by mid-2008, we were talking about moving in together. Mm. So <laughs> well, I mean, it really kind of fucks up my plans, doesn't it? I was like, shit. No, not even the travel. It was like, how can I now register for massage program when I'm dating one of the instructors? Not even just one of the instructors, the guy who designed the curriculum. Mm. I was like, oh, man. Okay, what do I do? So we talked to the VP. And I don't know if you've ever listened to Sue Rue's podcast, but she basically, uh, Mark filled me in that uh, it wasn't the way I thought it went. (laughs) We talked to him and I said, you know, I, I, I told Mark I wanted to be honest. You know, let's let the school yeah. know that we're dating because things can go really badly otherwise. So we did, and they said the only way that this can work oh, that part is okay. if Mark transfers to. They had three campuses. Right. If Mark transfers for, to another campus, you can go to school here. And so I thought it was as easy peasy as them saying to Mark, "What do you want to do?" and him saying, "Yes." Apparently, they said, "Are you crazy? You're going to like uproot your whole job for a girl? Is she worth it? Are you?" <laughs> <laughs> And that was the conversation that <laughs> yeah. had. Yeah. And the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. So then I, yeah, uh, December, November, December, whatever it was, it was a weird start date. It was like late in the year. I started massage therapy school. And for the next 22 months, I went to class from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. I worked from 1 p.m. till 8.30, just didn't really take any breaks, ate lunch at my desk. And, Is it uh, lonely eating lunch at your desk by yourself? You know what? I was so busy. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could, if I had time to think about if I was yeah. lonely. I was so busy. <laughs> yeah. And I would finish work. Lonely. Did I look lonely? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? You got transferred. Yeah, I'm just saying. You look lonely. Well, anyway. No then, one there to tell you if you have anything stuck in your teeth. Oh, like, that's true. I kept a mirror at my desk. I'm a girl. Come <laughs> oh, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then once I once I graduated, I had been promoted by that time to the director of admissions at the college. So yeah. I hung around for a bit thinking mm-hmm. like, you know, let's see where this goes. And after a few months, realized like, wait a second, I just killed myself for 22 months to get this diploma and get this license. I got to go. I got to go be a massage therapist. That's a really long backstory. But yeah, that's no, it. No, that's great. Before we put Mark in the hot seat, describe like... Maybe how your your practice style or what your practice would look like now. In the beginning or now? Both, if you want. <laughs> um, so my first, the first place that I, I 
rented space out of. It was a chiropractic clinic and I, it was very close to where we live. So I was renting a room there and I liked her style. It was very much like the way she described, it, I think was like a family wellness practice. So she had regulars that would come in for regular maintenance. So when I first started out, I wasn't working with a lot of injuries or anything really particular. I had one group of clients who were really um, like young professionals. So I started work there at seven o'clock in the morning because they'd come in before going to the office. And then I had a lot of very active seniors. That was sort of (laughs) my practice, Mm -hmm. but it was all maintenance and wellness and just making sure to keep them healthy. And then over the years, I guess it's sort of stuck that way, but um, I've put more of a focus on actually like looking for where there might be issues. And in the beginning, it was it was less important to me. Like it was important, but it was less important for me to, you know, figure out things and, you know, do so many assessments and do so much remedial exercise. Like I always did it. I mm-hmm. was actually um, at one clinic I worked at, I was known as sort of like the fitness and remedial exercise girl. Cause I was probably the only therapist there that really put With a lot of in the personal training background. Yeah, yeah. And that I, I was probably the only therapist that put a lot of emphasis on that. You know, it wasn't when you booked an appointment with me, you knew you weren't just jumping on the table for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I think now I just do maybe more of that, but yeah. still very much family wellness. Yeah. Different from Mark. Yes, I know yes. you two are very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, Mark. Ooh. Where did it all start? Where did it all start? Massage therapy. Um, I went to York University. I finished York. Uh, that was like, when did I graduate? 1999. Let's look at this. Yeah, on let's the look wall. at that. <laughs> 1999. Yeah. 1999. My eyes don't work. <laughs> um, I was dating a very lovely female throughout the the second half of university and um we got really friendly and she's like i think i want to do massage therapy when i'm done here we were both at the york university kin program and then uh so she was supposed to start in september and this is when ccmh was young streets like mel lastman square area, mm. like young and shepherd area and they had this thing where if you wanted to take the program you had to come in and do an intro course and that intro course was i think one week night and then like a weekday or something like that so she's like will you come with me to this thing on on this weekday and i was like okay cool i'm i'm, I'm your boyfriend and i don't understand <laughs> massage and you just, i don't want you touching up some other guy so <laughs> yeah. so i'm gonna come with you so i went with her and i was like this is kind of cool I, I i wouldn't mind doing something like this but then it never panned out for mm-hmm. me like i never thought of it beyond that um september comes around she's like i'm not going to go to school anymore i'm like well, why aren't you going to school she's like i don't want to i thought about it and i can't touch smelly people mm-hmm. i can't touch hairy people like i can't do that for for work that drive me insane uh, and then we split ways and the massage kind of always sat in the back of my my head for a little bit um so in that meantime i was working as a personal trainer working as a kinesiologist i was doing a whole bunch of stuff in the fitness industry like at that time i think i was like writing for a fitness magazine it was called personal trainer canada Hmm. it went out it was a industry magazine that went out to like all the health clubs in canada it was like an internal magazine kind of thing yeah that was kind of cool and i was doing that kind of stuff and then just one day well it's not really one day do i tell the full story the real story tell the full story do we want it do it if if this is pg you might want to oh no we are we're good. Like we were talking before, massage Heather and outside Heather. Outside Heather wears like a sailor. So yeah. okay, go, cool. go. Right. We're yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was. I ended up dating someone else, um, and we were engaged. And then our engagement went to shit. Um, and then I found myself loving alcohol because of it. So I was drunk for quite a while. So this happened. 
I don't know, early summer maybe? No, late late spring. And so I was hammered from spring until the following like February. Like I'm talking daily drunk kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Functional alcoholic type of thing. And I would only surround myself with people that would allow me to drink like this Mm -hmm. and la, 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 la. So I have a happy place that I go to in Florida. It's called New Smyrna Beach, Florida. I'm like, okay, it's Christmas break. I I need to get the hell out of here. So I'm going to go to Florida. Plus at that time, my folks had a a place in Florida. So I got a place to go. So we go down to Florida, me me and my buddy. And then I also have a personal training client, a kind of wealthy, wealthy family, and they have a place in Miami and they're, they're down for, for the Christmas holidays. And they're like, come down to Miami. We'll pay for your hotel room. You just, you got to make sure I work out every day and then we're good. So I do the drive down to Miami. It's about three hours away from where we're staying. Now I'm in this hotel room with uh, my buddy. And so every day I'm still getting hammered. Like it's, it's bad. I'm getting Mm -hmm. hammered like crazy. So one morning I find myself down at the pool bar. And uh, I'm just drinking a lot of beer because it's early morning. Like, I'm not drinking hard stuff. It's early morning. <laughs> so I'm just drinking. Nah, morning naturally. beers. It's morning. Yeah, morning, morning beers. Naturally, right? It's like shower beers. So, so I'm drinking a whole bunch of Coronas. And uh, <laughs> I wouldn't let the bartender take them away, the empties. I'm like, I want to know how many I've had. Mm-hmm. And so I'm 11 into it. At oh, this my point. God. And it's like 11 in the morning. Like I, I've <laughs> been sitting there. One an hour. Yeah. I've been sitting there for probably about an hour. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like hammered already. And my buddy's a little concerned. He comes down. He sees me at the bar with these corona bottles lined up and he's like you're an idiot and he's like okay i understand what you're going through right now but realistically what are you going to do when you go back like mm-hmm. you can't keep doing this you've been drunk since fucking spring like mm-hmm. this has to stop and in a drunken stupor i said i'm gonna go to massage school i'm gonna go find a place where i can meet a lot of girls <laughs> Because those things match. Massage school has tons of girls. There was was 35 people in my class and Mm -hmm. there were three dudes. And I was like, the odds are in your favor. Yeah. So, (laughs) you want to hear the best part? He never dated any of those girls in massage school. I didn't date any of those girls in massage school. I'm not going to lie. The one that I thought I would maybe like, you know, I'm like, that guy's cute because I started not just to take off the tangent a bit. Yeah. We always had to do for ours a, a weekend class before you started. My weekend class was before I started dating the guy I'm dating. And I was mm. like, ooh, that guy's really cute. It turned out he was like the only gay guy in our class. <laughs> <laughs> you like, pick out the only one. gay guy. You're, you're gorgeous though, but we'll just be friends. Sounds good. I'm okay with that. But anyway, sorry, Mark. <laughs> yeah, so, and then uh, I came back in, in January. I jumped on my dial-up because that's how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. I, ty- I, I was already familiar with CCMH and then when it when it was the first place that popped up on my Google search I'm like let me go to CCMH and I, I called them up I, they had an advanced standing program at the time so you could have done it in one year if you had a health science background so I called them up I'm like hey I'm a, I'm a kinesiologist I've, I've, can I do this in one year and they said just bring in your transcripts and everything else so I went for the interview brought my transcripts and they're like ooh you've been out of school for five years oh. like you just you just you're just right under the cutoff mm. so it doesn't matter that you had been working that's in the field. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that, I like, guess that's their policy, right? Experience. So, exactly. I'm like, okay, so now I'm thinking, okay, so they, they offered me this. They said, you can still be exempt from these these science courses that we would have just exempted you from anyway, but you, you can challenge them. You can just write the exams for them. And I was thinking to myself, do I want to just, now I got to yeah. go brush up on some stuff <laughs> to write an exam or all of these exams. So I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just take the classes. I'm in no rush anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get sober. So I'm like, I don't care what happens. So I'm just going to take the classes and I'll be fine. So it ended up being like a breeze. Like, so then they're like, come back, okay, next week. And 
then we'll enroll you. And I'm like, that's it? That's all there is to it? They're like, can you afford it? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you need to apply for like student loans or anything? I'm like, no, I'll bring a check and we'll tell me what I owe. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. And that's what happened. And I was like, this is how easy it is to get into massage school. I just walk in <laughs> and I say I had check. money. Yeah. And yeah. Take like, my yeah. money. <laughs> like, start. Basically, so, yeah. Yeah. So then I started in uh, CCMH that, that spring, I think it was like the beginning of May. And that was it. Well, I'm going to be honest. Any post-secondary, if you can walk in with a check like that, they're going to be like, yeah, we don't really care. Here you go. We'll yeah. take your money and we'll, you want education here? <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. You have to pass. So it's up to yeah, you now. Exactly. We got your money, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so what were the first uh, little bit of like what your practice looked like and how is it different then to now? So when I first started, I, I was in massage school and I have a first cousin of mine. We're really close. And he was in his second year of chiropractic college when I first started massage school. So we were, we were going to finish mm-hmm. at the same time. And we decided when I started massage school, like, let's open a clinic. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. As that's soon awesome. as I finished school and he finished school, a friend uh, there, I was working at a health club uh, in Richmond Hill. And a buddy of mine owns it. And uh, we're just like, why don't we open a clinic here? We know the people. They love us. We'll probably give us dirty, cheap rent. And it's it's we've got clientele just sitting here. Mm-hmm. And I know them all already. Mm-hmm. So this is like a no-brainer. And that's exactly what we did. He finished first. I finished second. He started up. Uh, there, I helped him build it, and as soon as I got my my papers that I was registered, boom, we started right away, and that was That's all there was to it. And then I had an opportunity to teach. That was like two years into me having my own clinic. Um, I was always I always loved the idea of teaching, especially when I was at CCMH, and I was like. Because because I have a background in this shit, I was like, oh, I can do a better job. <laughs> yeah, like it really solidified it one day when I was in class, and the, one of the instructors, everyone loved her. I didn't like her at all, and we kind of just got into like. We were butting heads on therapeutic approach on stuff, <laughs> and she wasn't budging, and I couldn't figure out why she wasn't wasn't budging at all. I'm like, you should be a little bit more open minded than what's going on here, mm-hmm. and then that was the day that I was like, I'm going to come back for your job one day. <laughs> and yeah. then I was always looking for teaching jobs, teaching mm-hmm. jobs. One came up when I was two years into having my clinic, and that was the school that Amanda was talking about. They didn't have a massage therapy program yet. They had the curriculum and everything. They didn't have it started yet. And the the, the fellow that I did my interviews with, he's like, okay, job's yours. Hmm. And then he walked me into this empty room, which would be the massage room. He's like, go ahead. I'm like, what do you mean, go ahead? <laughs> he's like, I don't know, make this happen. Like, what do you mean make this happen? It's like, well, what do we need? Tell me what I need. Oh I don't know. build it. They will come. Yeah. I, I don't know what I need. So yeah. I'm like, you, I just get everything. You, he's like, do everything you want. Do anything you want. Go get all the equipment that you think you need to get. Go do this. Da, 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 da. And then I was like, okay, cool. Then he gave me the curriculum. I said, can I see the curriculum? He's gave me the curriculum. I'm like, can I redo this? Because this is really bad. Yeah. And he's like, go ahead. Do whatever you want. And that was all there is to it. And then I did that at one campus. And then the same thing happened months later. At another campus, he walked mm-hmm. me into a big empty room and he says, you want to do this again? I was like, oh fuck yeah. So now the teaching starting to escalate, yeah. right? Now I, start, yeah. I was teaching here part-time, but now I'm teaching here part-time and here part-time and then I've got my own clinic going mm-hmm. on. And then now they're adding class after class and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is really not fair to my chiropractor cousin partner because I'm never there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we had to hire another massage therapist and everything else. And so it just ended up being that I started teaching more than treating at my own place. And so I just had my cousin buy me out mm-hmm. and he stayed on there for a little bit. I started teaching full time and then I went and got a part-time massage job at this really shitty 
uh, rehab clinic that only did MVAs, but uh-huh. they were fabulous because they paid me cash at the end of every day that I was there. So I would go in there, I would bang out 16 half hour yep. treatments, eight hours straight, and the guy would just fucking write me a massive check at the end of the day. I'm like, thank you, I'll see you again next week. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and then I taught around that. So yeah. You were busier than I was, apparently. Yeah. And you know what? One of my first memories of you before we really knew each other. I'm going to make a confession on your podcast. Many, 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 many years ago, I was a smoker. When I worked in this at this school, I was a smoker uh, because everybody was. At that mm-hmm. office, yeah. everybody smoked. And it was our excuse to get away from our desk to for have five a break. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, one of my first memories of Mark, I was standing outside with another guy that we worked with having a cigarette. And Mark appears from out of nowhere. Like he came from across the street. There was a convenience store. And he's walking up <laughs> and he's got this bag in his hand. And he asked me for a smoke. And I gave him a smoke and he out of this bag he pulls out a snickers bar and he's like this is lunch and i thought he was joking so i started laughing and he's like he's like no i'm not kidding i got another one in here (laughs) that satisfies you that's what the commercial says absolutely you turned a different person (laughs) (laughs) he had two snickers bars for lunch (laughs) and that cigarette you bummed from me (laughs) of course that's the way it goes So at what point did you, you ha- you were registered massage therapist yeah. before you were registered kin? Yeah, because the College of Kin didn't didn't come to mm-hmm. existence until I think Probably 2013, 2010. Yeah, yeah we were already I think it was 2013. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know like they that. were talking about it because like a bunch of my professors at Mac were on the committee to build it. Right, right? And right, I, right. That was when I was graduating in 2013. 20- 10 so yeah, yeah so when that opportunity came uh, came up to join that college because they would grandfather you in mm-hmm. there was a certain window of time that you can register with them and then be grandfathered in provided you you sent them your university transcripts mm-hmm. and you you meet certain requirements and they, they would just grant you your, your yeah. registration so i'm like well, i'm all over this but i didn't realize at the time how expensive it was because like <laughs> that registration fee is like 650 bucks and at the time the massage therapy registration fee was like i don't know five not, not even what it is now not 11 years in and it was only like 400 and something when yeah. I started. And so. I, it might have even been less. Though. Yeah. I, I think it was like 285 think, or oh something along those lines. It, and then it just jumped like crazy over the years. <laughs> well, but. now I, the complaints that you see on Facebook, now they make a little bit more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Before, it was yeah. like, oh, what are we complaining about? Yeah, but, it, I, yeah, but I mean, it's still like, it, it's not. It's really not that bad, no. though. What, it isn't. It's bones? pretty. Yeah. And like we were talking about on the way here, you know it's coming. Yeah. Plan for it, and on yeah. top of that, like yeah. realistically, you work two days. You made your you made your registration yeah. fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I? Know? It costs the college quite a lot to, to do their gym. I worked actually at CMTO. I don't even know if I talked. No, where'd you do at CMTO? I worked on the appeals committee when that was a thing for appealing failing exams. Then yeah. I worked on quality assurance for a year, and then I did uh, three years on ICRC. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, in careers complaints and reporting, that was super fun. Yeah, and dealing with RMTs, I, they should just people in that community should just get paid just to like not have to smack themselves in the face sometimes. Like. <laughs> so you were you were like a council member? or uh, So I wasn't council, so I was um, non-council um, party because you have to have a quorum. So right, right, right. I was that extra like non-council what body. Made you, body what made you want to do that? That's that's a cool gig. It's actually funny you say that. So I went to, they seemed to was running like a free professional workshop or something like that. I'm like, sweet, free CEUs. I'll go for that. Yeah. And I'll I was there. Free. Yeah, I was like, this is great. So I went and um, I forget the name of the instructor she was doing it. And she goes, we're looking for, vol-, they call it volunteers on some committees. Yeah. Um, we like, do you have uh, like five years in or whatever? I'm like, oh, I don't have any of this. But I talked to her and she's just like, just go put your name in. I had three years in and yeah. uh, three, two, two years in. So I went and I gave my name like, yeah, sure. We just need a body and a chair. 
uh, and you'll be on appeals and they meet like one time because nobody appeals a failed exam. Right. So I was like, all right. So I went and I sat and then um, they ha- give you the ability to sit three consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied to the QA one and I had made some connections. And yeah, it was simply I thought it'd be cool to like see the inner workings. Oh, for yeah. sure. And then I found out it was a paid volunteer position. I was like, great, we can do this too. <laughs> um, and then it just like started my love for it. And actually when I was in college in third year, um, uh, the president of the college, CMT, came and she was talking and I had a beef with her because I was trying to get a hold of them to tell me what was happening with BC Ontario because I was moving out to British Columbia like within like two months of like graduating school so I'm like I need to know if I'm gonna have to like redo school like what is the point Uh, but no one returned my phone call and I was like having a problem with it it was like they didn't know but I was like someone just tell me you don't know so I can plan for it Um, and uh, I was sitting in class and I was just so I asked her like why is no one getting back to me on this right like it's a big issue and um, she's gave me whatever answer I'm like I'm coming for her job like I can do a better job than her so when they're like you want to work CMTO I'm like yes I do and I do plan to go back I do plan to be on council like those are all things I'm going to do Nice. I just decide to have a baby at some point and that kind of put a wrinkle (laughs) in it it takes a lot like they um, they're busy oh for sure it's a lot of meetings and they do they try to like divvy them up so you're not always in person but when you're on council like icrc we met every six weeks and every other one was in person and i would spend two weeks prepping for one day of conference meetings it was outrageous how Mm -hmm. much work there was so i mean they paid you for it but it's it's so it's so much work and it does kill me when when you see people in the facebook groups like oh Oh. we shouldn't we shouldn't have to pay for fees or we should get so much the 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 college is still operating and there's a massive operating budget that goes along with it and they still do tons of fucking work and if you mm-hmm. don't know what kind of work they do go, you go and sit. educate go yourself sit in, exactly, yeah right? go sit and see like go see like, like a I'll give you an example I, I I felt like one day I'm like I want to go see what a discipline hearing looks yeah. like so I went to a couple of them and then it, it blew my fucking mind how <laughs> expensive they are oh yeah the lawyers are money and they're downtown Toronto and for every time before they even get to that stage we've consulted that lawyer at least two or three yeah, times it's insane it's outrageous because we're like alright this is what we think is happening it's like all right, write it up, send it off to the lawyer. It's like, there's $800 for one hour. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. nice. Plus the time we sat in there. Yeah. Like, it, w- it was crazy, like the amount of money. So yeah, when like, you see the budgets, I'm like, I'm surprised that's not more. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. Exactly. Especially with the amount of fucking hearings and investigations mm-hmm. and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Like, the one I sat in, there was a dude that that he got dinged for, for sexual abuse the whole proceeding was like a hundred and twenty oh, grand, yeah. and he got ordered to pay back. I think like eighty grand of it. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, they usually go off at least like fifty or something like that, and then they like work it out. And yeah, this guy and, and they, they want a payment plan. Like, it's well, that's crazy. that's a yeah. thing. And they wanted him to pay back in like a two year period. Oh he's yeah, like, they're really like, unrealistic. He's like, this that. is not this is not fucking possible. He's, yeah. They're like, what can you do? He's like, maybe eight. They're like, how about five? He's like, how about eight? Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll we'll meet, and then the council. The they panel. still really think about that. Yeah. He's this got a mortgage on the payment. hook for ten grand a year for the next eight well, years, and he's got to find a new job, probably. Yeah, yeah. He had another yeah. job, and he's like, I can't afford this. Like the yeah. job that I have now is shit compared to what I was doing before. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole time I'm sitting there, is going, maybe you shouldn't have fucking touched boobies, dude. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right? But it's pretty I'm simple. Not, but I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I did feel bad for him for a little bit. But then when you sit back and think, like, why are you even fucking here in the yeah. first place? Then I didn't feel bad. Yeah. But I did yeah. feel bad. But I didn't. But I did. But I didn't. But I did. You know. I think the moral of the story, though, is people, if you don't know what the college does like okay fine maybe you don't really understand how expensive it is but actually really think about it there's 15,000 RMTs in Ontario they're busy and by the way 
I should not rant about this, but this makes me laugh and eye roll every day. All of you who are saying, I emailed the college about this. I emailed about this. I emailed. How do you want them to get anything done if <laughs> all they're doing emailing? is yeah. exactly. your 7,000 emails yep. about things that we can figure, figure out yeah. on our own? Uh, are yeah. We, we want to be seen as healthcare professionals. Maybe we should be acting like healthcare yeah. professionals using our reasoning, using our everything we've learned in school. <laughs> or oh, during or, COVID, man, the number of oh. people who are like lobbying, like everybody email the CMT. I'm like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Do not do email not them. Do this. Stop it. <laughs> well, while we were off too, when you're talking about, they were still going through and receiving complaints. Oh, for sure. And oh, still going through were. those processes. If you go and look, people were still going through disciplinary yes. action yes. while they were. we were off. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still working they and were. plus trying to figure out COVID because nobody knew no what to do. to do. We've exactly. never been through this. No, as nobody the society knew what to do. we are now. Like, it makes no I sense. I think with the complaints they're going to get now, like with COVID, like just like yeah. clients oh and stuff. I'm, just, I'm like, maybe I don't want to go well, back. The for people, I don't understand. Seems, like, how, how, are, how are you so oblivious that everyone's busy? Like, like, yeah. like why they don't have this, a huge staff either. Why would either. the CMTO not, why would you not be accepting that the CMTO doesn't know what to do when the fucking federal government doesn't know what to do? Like, realistically, come on now. Exactly. They're all making up, but I see their pants. And there's not like a ton of in-house staff. Like when you go like in there yeah. and you sit in there and you see the office building because everyone's like, oh, it's downtown. Like I get why it is where it is. It's, by the way, it's Davisville. It's not. Like, yeah, it's not downtown. <laughs> we're not in like bridal path. Like yeah. it's not like that. Well, yeah, and the building is super fancy. I used to work um, walking distance from the CMTO. It's not downtown. No, it's not downtown. <laughs> so it's like kind of out of the way. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah, but, like, but when you're from Windsor, fancy. everything, in, you say Toronto, everything's uh, downtown. Yeah. Right? yeah so, Oshawa, everything's yeah, exactly. downtown. It was it was wild to me because it was so early in my career when I started. I think it really set the standard for me in my practice in in general. Um, Like why I do things, why I don't do things, why I document certain stuff. And it just gave me a lot of confidence when I would say something to a client um, like no or this or I would know where it would go like – standards, ethics, like all that. I mean, like, there is the reasoning behind it. Yeah. I mean, I can say, like, every once in a while, CMT will come up with something, and I'm, like, eye-rolling. I'm, like, really? I can see where this is coming, but, like, on a practical standpoint, I don't know why you didn't have an RMT who's, like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, every time someone works on, like, a pack, you have to have, like, consent. I'm, like, can I do it for a treatment plan? Like, can we sign it once for a whole treatment plan, get verbal consent yeah. after that? I'm, like, this is a lot, but I see what you're doing. I get where you're coming from, because I have sat on more than one case where, you know what I mean? Like they get that consent verbally and then it's like he said, she said, and it's a exactly. whole like muddy water of nothing. Mm-hmm. So I get where they're coming with it because so many people fall through the cl- cracks because they don't have something to fall back on. Yeah. So we would see like lots of smoke, but you can't pin the fire. Whereas at the very least, they were like, if you don't have the paperwork, because who's signing? You know what I mean? Like who's mm-hmm. signing that after? If yeah. you don't have the paper, the very least can be like professional misconduct there's no paperwork right mm-hmm. so they were able to like mesh it i'm like i see where this is going but everyone just like calm down it's not for well, you you like, can't i mean you can't make everyone happy no if, if you, no. you come up with this form someone's gonna fucking hate it and then there's gonna be a big rally around it yeah and if they did something else someone's gonna hate it and there's <laughs> yeah. gonna be like they're in a no-win situation you Zero, cannot and win it's not just them they have to also look at like other colleges what exactly. are they doing ministry of health like they're not they're governed mm-hmm. by, right like they govern us but they're governed too so they're constantly like playing this like like in between like line and yeah. all the times like even when you're there you can feel the energy they're all like stepping on toes like it's like it's, it's crazy. impossible it's an impossible job mm-hmm. i mean i fucking have trouble managing fucking two little kids one six <laughs> and one's three and they're managing fifteen thousand fucking people like yeah it's yeah. an impossible job you cannot like do you that said, without a handful getting of people. them just exactly. like with the rmto i think it's four of them yeah uh-huh. like i've That's... been having a lot of meetings with uh, michael faraday because i'm part of the committees and stuff and yeah i, right. I didn't you even realize yeah. that there was yeah. like four or five of them That's how did, it. how did you get to how did you get to 
to be doing the CBNs. Um, Actually, let's tell everyone what a CBN is. Yeah, yeah. so it's a community-based network. They're kind of all over Ontario, and it's I want to say it's run or it's under the umbrella of the RMTAO, but there's like no fee to it. Um, it's just a way for really for the RMTAO to kind of get more information out to RMTs, um, build community, build a network within each other, as well as provide feedback to the RMTAO. Like if, if issues arise, like let's say when the, the, consent for sensitive areas came out and there was a lot of um, backlash or whatever issues with it as a group we would talk about it and give that feedback to the RMTO so that they Mm -hmm. can go to the CMTO and Mm -hmm. give them that feedback Um, so how it kind of started was when I came back. I don't even remember how long I was into it. Not even like maybe six months. Mm-hmm. Um, another RMT in our area, which I met through Durham College's new massage therapy program. Mm-hmm. Um, she set up, she was trying to get a bunch of RMTs in the area together and just meet because we do work so alone and so independently yeah. and so much that we don't really connect with each other a whole lot. And it ended up being three of us showing up and I knew we all knew each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we didn't really meet anybody <laughs> <knew>. new. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we kind of got talking and I said, coming back, and I think I mentioned this on when you guys had me in last, um, I wanted to build a bigger network, a bigger massage network, because mm-hmm. I just love talking about massage. I love talking about rehab and all of that and the body and anatomy. And I love that. So I wanted a bigger network to talk about that stuff with. And so they both, these both that showed up with us own their own clinics. One like owns a massive clinic in the Oshawa area, as well as they both work at the college teaching. So they're like, we couldn't really take on like a big role in this. So I kind of said, you know what, I'm new. I can work this into my schedule now instead of building it in later. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of got connected in that way. So nice. yeah. yeah so it's how, been... many, how many people turn out to your meetings now though? Um, our meetings. first meeting was 20 people, which nice. seemed to be like nice. the most in person. And that was like the only in-person meeting and we ended COVID up having. Right. I think we might have had another one after that with a few um, less. But now our I do a lot of it virtual mm-hmm. now and it's actually worked out better. better I always yeah. wanted to introduce the virtual part of it because knowing so many RMTs are moms yeah. um, and parents that – then they could connect or if they couldn't leave or let's say they only had the hour of lunch and that's when we were meeting and they could just connect remotely mm-hmm. yeah. um, and listen in, especially if we had a speaker in. Mm-hmm. Um, my idea too is to maybe like record the speaker and provide it just for the network to to if they couldn't show up. So um, it kind of worked out that it pushed us in that direction because I think a lot of them were pushing back on the technology when I first brought it up <laughs> and then this all happened and then they all were like, yeah, let's yeah, do let's this. Do <laughs> so now we have, yeah, well, I'll have between like like 10 and 20 people on a virtual call. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And our group is like all the groups you, I've kind of jumped in on and to see wh- how it works. Cause again, I'm new. I'm like, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. And they all kind of have a different dynamic. And ours is very much like coming for the information, maybe bounce a few ideas off, but like you run your thing the way you do, you stay in your lane. I'll stay mm-hmm. in my lane. I'm not going to comment or be negative like yeah. it's really supporting in yeah. that way it's like our group is do. very supportive mm-hmm. of each other yeah i don't, I like, don't understand <laughs> <laughs> what is that right what <laughs> yeah. yeah not dumping down each other's throats and yeah um that's what i really like about our 
rainbows and sunshine yeah I like, I like it it's kind of like their escape like i'll even be like okay let's stop talking about covid for a second and like what did you do this weekend like everybody tell me what you did this weekend just to remember that like we are all human again yeah we have sure. lives outside of covid and massage too so let's like <laughs> do me though yeah well that's what like made me like also excited to like kind of back up to when nicole and i connected and working together my let alone the space and what she was offering me was the fact that she was willing to be a mentor and as well as I didn't know that at the time I didn't sign up for that (laughs) I kind of made her my mentor you are now it she was willing to be a mentor once I told her to (laughs) pretty much um but knowing that she had this CMTO um background because yeah a lot of the stuff does come out and you're like wait what does that say like uh, what what am Mm -hmm. i supposed to do and she kind of was like okay she knew where they were coming with it right so it helped me as somebody new again it's like you got your own little translator yeah Yeah, Yeah. the ladies from the cmto it's all the exact same and like once you've done like a year or two whatever once you've sat in on like say a few decisions and you hear the same things over and over like i feel like if i just sat for a minute i could say like the same 10 lines they say every single time um but it's because that's like how law works right and that's the whole thing it's like law so that's yeah it is it's so much easier and like i'm sick of hearing general deterrence specific (laughs) deterrence yeah it's so funny it's yeah it was good though I, yeah, I didn't know I was going to – I just was like, want to rent for me because I don't work part-time. Someone pay me rent so I can stay home with my baby. Yeah. And like I said, I walked into a clinic and I was a patient and then it was uh, – I came home and said, if I go back to massage, don't worry, I'll never go back to massage. But like if I ever do, this is exactly how I want to do it. And then what, three years later, I'm like, oh, I'm – put it out in the universe and now here I am. And I already had a renter. And yeah. I was like, well, if, like they peace out. Then I'll like let you know. And then literally the end May long weekend, he was like, I'm moving to Ottawa. And I'm like, okay. And then she got her license within like a month. It yeah. was crazy. Yep. It was pretty awesome timing. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It worked yeah. out really good. I just wanted someone there that I could refer people to, knowing that I was going to have more babies at some point. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you have to take on my whole like list of people uh, at the biggest time of year. So yes. you're ready for that. Yes. This November, summer. December. Uh, yeah. I'm taking on her. <laughs> I'm pulling off yeah. the end of October. So. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it all. So, what's it been like for you guys now getting back, back. to your everything after COVID? All of it. <laughs> well, uh, for starters, massage therapists were given the green light end of May that yeah. you know mm-hmm. they could go back and treat. That doesn't mean anything for Con Ed. No, mm, we couldn't. Exactly. We couldn't do anything. So, I mean, people may or may not know my practice is super part time. It is like probably the lowest on the rungs of, you know, my priority list. I mean, that sounds horrible. Yeah. But no, it doesn't. it's not, it's not my main source of income. It's not where my energy goes. Mm-hmm. I have a wonderful group of clients that I've had for a long time. I pretty much only treat people by referral. So I might see 10 people in an entire week and that's a busy week. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I practice is not my, my main job. So great. Everyone's excited. They get to go back to work and I'm like, I mean, I'm happy. And I want to see my clients again and I want to have a purpose again and I want to work again. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to make any more than I'm making sitting on my ass at home (laughs) for that. What we wanted to get up and running was Con Con Ed. Ed. So during that time, like you said, everyone being resistant to virtual, Mark and I never wanted to make Con Ed virtual. It's it's not the 
virtual part, we didn't want to do any. We didn't want to do online courses because an online course versus a virtual live stream thing, oh, yeah, they're different. It's a whole other beast. Yeah, like, to have that's a true. very very good, well laid out online course is so much freaking work. Mm-hmm. But to live stream a course is simple like that's yeah. just taking everything we do live are, are you are you forgetting well, what I mean, all of may not simple okay not simple that's where i was going it with this whole simple. thing it, yes now it is yeah. but that took some work so once anyway once once we realized okay rmts are going back to work and we were being bombarded with emails you know people who were waiting for their courses and again like i understood where they were coming from mm-hmm. but i was also like take 10 minutes you know and what? think about was, what you're saying was, like was, i don't know what to tell you yeah it was even worse at the beginning like when as soon as everything got lost locked down mm-hmm. and then we're like twiddling our thumbs going uh okay like we, what do we, we, do? we don't even know what to do, do. at this point yeah. and then we have a billion people for a billion courses saying um since this course is not happening like we purposely put it on our website like these mm-hmm. courses are postponed we mm-hmm. never use the we word never cancel because mm-hmm. we're not canceling a course we're postponing the course and so we got a billion emails like oh i see the p- course is canceled or the course is postponed can i get my money back can i get my money if you can count the thousands mm-hmm. of fucking oh, dollars man. of worth of emails saying yeah. can i have my I, money back i did count it it was some people don't make this much in a year yeah, yeah <laughs> it was it was insane so <laughs> anyway so yeah it's, it's, no one no one gets it right so everyone's like i need the money now and i'm like we we are closed like everywhere's closed like the mm-hmm. same way you know we had concert tickets guess what like we don't get our money back we yeah. can't Concerts call it postponed i can't yeah, call, yeah, yeah. call right? Ticketmaster and say yeah. whatever and even when places started to open up like if you go buy something at walmart during this time they don't take a refund on nope. anything you can't return something no you buy it that's it too bad yeah and you know even from a legal standpoint you purchased a course from us. Guess what? I researched all this shit because I just wanted to know where mm-hmm, I stand. Sure. I'm like, I actually don't even owe you guys a refund, no. to be honest with it's you. It's a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't owe you any. Even if it wasn't a pandemic and yeah. I didn't deliver on that, I still don't actually yeah, technically in, in Ontario, from a legal standpoint. There's no, I don't owe you there's no law around that. So we, but anyway, the point is we didn't want to keep anyone's I don't money. Want to yeah. keep anyone's we wanted money. to make sure everyone was taken care of, but all we were asking for was patience. <laughs> and when we reopen, we'll make sure, you know, if you're not going to take the rescheduled course, you'll get refunded or mm-hmm. you'll get a credit or whatever like but can we wait till we reopen at this moment we can't do anything but anyway so much unknown yeah it it was it was kind of a shit storm so when we got the green light to go back to work rmts even serb came out yeah so we understand (laughs) why everyone is just fucking losing their mind this was immediate like i'd say like we stopped working um you know mid-march yeah literally before the end of march i already was uh, ready to throw my phone every single day every hour i was getting like what are you guys gonna do is this course gonna run i'm like i I don't know. (laughs) But when RMTs were allowed to go back to work, I said to Mark, okay, this is the time though. Like we really need to know what we're doing because we're about to get a second wave of crazy emails because they're all going to, and sure enough, they all think we can go back to work. So that's when we thought, you know what? Like we had done some at the beginning of May, but we thought, what can we make virtual? Mm -hmm. You know, like some things you can't, you know, for insurance reasons and we just don't want to cheapen the material. But we thought there's certain things we can probably put out that can be done live stream and that we can make really good quality. And at least for the people that are sending us 20,000 emails a day, 
you can take this. And when we reopen, you can still take it in person, no charge. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah, let's yeah. do this. So we spent a couple of weeks just shooting video. video. Oh man! Because the first time we did a live stream, and it was an assessments review course, <laughs> and there was uh, there wasn't there wasn't a large number. There's probably like it was six three or people. four people. It, it was, was a, it was a small group yeah, it was a small group one. of people in it, and we thought, okay, no problem. We'll do it on Zoom, and we'll use the phone camera, and we'll do the live demos. We'll do every demo. So live I came with the in camera. to be the body. Yeah, on Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't bad. But it wasn't smooth. It wasn't smooth. And then yeah. all of the transitions from 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 lecturing on the mic to going to doing the live mm-hmm. demonstration and going back and forth. It was just a lot of time. And there wasted. was so many technical difficulties, which obviously people understand are out of our control. But we're yeah. like, the less we can do these transitions, the smoother it will look. So we spent a couple weeks shooting like beautiful videos so we, we did for everything, everything that would have been a live could. demonstration. Ah. We, we we created a video for perfect. Yeah. So now it's smooth as yeah. fuck. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, here's the demonstration. Bang! Here's the video. We watch the video. We talk about the video. We point out a bunch of things, and then now they even have the video. They get the video, yeah, right? Yeah. Which they never had before. So that that started off pretty good, and then that's something now we're going to keep. We're going to keep doing mm-hmm. it, and yeah. now yeah. we're going to start to simulcast the live courses, uh-huh. okay. right? Because we can only have so many people in here right. at a time, and I've, we've already have people emailing us from like Alberta, Nova Scotia, saying, mm-hmm. "Does this? Is he still doing live stream on this one?" Blah blah blah. So so we're going so to. So now it's like just opened up the virtual your clientele. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? it was absolutely something we had kind of like shied away from and then when it became no choice Mm -hmm. like I said to him we have two options right now we can throw away Mm $30,000 today (laughs) and give everybody their money back or we can see how much we can put online and at least because we weren't looking to make any money we just didn't want to have to give everything yeah. back yeah and then we we also wanted everyone that was kind of in limbo to at least have, have something, something yeah. to if do. you really want the course still then here is something, something to hold you over until we actually can get yeah. back in person yeah. and then you I think I know Heather at least was involved mm-hmm. I don't know if Nicole was but I mean you wrote us a really nice review but we tried <laughs> to we tried to do you know some free stuff so yeah. we put out a few free videos and then we did the free virtual education oh day gosh. That day. That was a fun time. That was good. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to watch. It was a little hectic in here. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'm not going to lie. I was exhausted at the end. It was so much information. It was but so I was like, on it. I was, it was running around taller. But I was like, this is. This is kind of like a once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity or once in a career opportunity to have, have that, that uh, we, value. We, we've always kicked around the idea of of doing a live conference. Like, let's do a two day conference. Yeah. Ever since we started going to the conference, like we presenting at conferences, so yeah. we started with the Massage Therapy Expo and we did that for three years. That that stopped happening, and then the year after that, we did the Canadian Massage Conference. Yeah. So ever since we started doing them, we're like. Let's do a Con Ed freaking conference mm-hmm. one day. So to so oh, I'd love that pra- practice. I'm putting in air quotes. We started doing the free education nights. So every two months yeah. we would bring two speakers in here and we'd have a whole thing. We'd have food and drinks and you know it was networking and free education and it was sort of just us building up and networking and meeting people to figure out like could we put together a whole like weekend mm-hmm. event or a whole day event and the virtual one was amazing. Yeah, the virtual one worked out really really well. I was really happy with it. And I was like, I got the idea originally from, there's this guy in the States. I think his name is, I can't remember. I'm going to butcher his name. It's not a difficult name. Chris Burns. I think his name is Chris Burns. It is Chris Burns. It is Chris Burns. <laughs> okay. So his people, he 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 does this, he has a podcast. I don't know if he still does it. I think just recently I saw that he stopped doing it. A podcast called like The Better You or something, something along those lines, right? It's a really kind of inspirational type of mm-hmm. thing. And his people got in contact with us and we thought that meant Chris Burns wanted to be a guest on our podcast the way his people made it sound. And so we set up this whole call with him and blah, 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 blah. And it turned out he was like asking me 
to be on his podcast. Oh. So I was really confused. And so I went and checked out his podcast and he does this thing on a Wednesday. He does this straight 12 hours of podcasting with like 12 different guests oh, wow. and he streams it on Facebook. So it's all day long on mm-hmm. a Wednesday. And he was doing that for every Wednesday. And I was like, this is a fucking brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do this with massage therapy mm-hmm. education? Mm-hmm. Let's get a whole bunch of speakers. Let's do it on Zoom. Let's put it onto Facebook yep. and let's just have one fucking long day of education and the whole idea was to get that before everyone was back to work mm-hmm. but it ended up being people were able to go back to work and blah 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 yeah blah. and but, the cmto put out a webinar on the same day too yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave it to them that, that feels intentional <laughs> you know what really was. i know those people no, I'm for that for that session though that one hour that one hour session the numbers didn't drop actually. no the no they really good. didn't so no we because were, you we were could concerned. go see it later yeah later, later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was my thing mm-hmm. i'll go watch that later yeah so it was, it was really interesting to do i i'm we we want to do that again yeah yeah like, that was good make it like, like an I, annual i think i would make it more i think i'd do it twice a year yeah yeah, yeah. and at least the next time we can have more planning time like mark said we wanted to get this out when people were still off yeah. work so just as you know the way the podcast our podcast started it was the same thing he came home and he's like i want to do a virtual event bust out the calendar tell me what day we can do and i was like <laughs> what? <laughs> so we had like three weeks to put this all together like, yeah. and then we, started, we started thinking about who do we know that has interesting stuff to say or teaches mm-hmm. and does really mm-hmm. interesting stuff that we think would be interesting and so thank god we have a lot of people that we kind of know that we've yeah. some, worked some enough yeah. Yeah. yes you have yeah. well, and, uh, working with Mark is fun everyone all those speakers can tell you it's like he messages you tells you this is the idea and he wants an answer right now <laughs> and okay if you're in then I want your bio tomorrow <laughs> and then I want your syllabus the next day like it's like it, it, he, he makes things happen okay. it all yeah. happened really fast but I mean your original question was how is it opening Con Ed our actual first in-class course is happening this weekend. We okay. haven't had anybody, yeah. hence the chairs are still up. Yeah. We haven't had anybody in the space yeah, we've since just been the lockdown. Live streaming, yeah. which is yeah. really freaking weird. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I would I sit here for two days and it's like I talk. I just sit yep. and I talk Off for to two days to nobody <laughs> yeah. because half the people don't have their freaking cameras <laughs> on. So I, I don't even know <laughs> who's there, yeah. who's what. It's really, it's really you're, uh, you're getting a taste of the YouTuber life. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's right? really talking to the people, but no one's in front really of them. Strange. Well, we kind of jumped ahead a bit. You kind of spoke on it too. What, what drove you to start Con, Con Ed? Ed? Was it your mm-hmm. like interest? Because clearly you both were interested in the education side or, or was it that you saw there was a whole oh. gap? Like a whole. I think we have different ideas of how it started. So I don't know. You decide you, you want to go, go first. You go first. <laughs> well, this is how my recollection of it. Um, yes, Mark's always had interest. And because so he was teaching at a massage therapy college, as he told you, he was teaching multiple classes a day. There were some days where he was working from eight in the morning until 11 p.m. Yeah. Teaching, teaching, teaching. So his practice really went down to like maybe one evening a week. Like he was basically treating the bare minimum to keep a license and yeah. he was yeah. teaching the whole time. And after me being a therapist for probably two years, because I think that was the minimum requirement, um, I got a job as a clinic supervisor at the same college. So now we're both sort of in education, but I was practicing more than I was teaching and he was teaching more than he was practicing. 
And in 2014, we had our first kid. And Mark probably, I, I know he doesn't like when I say it like this, but it's really just what it is. He probably missed the first 18 months of her life. Like he saw yeah, her Saturday, Sunday. Like mm-hmm. he worked all the time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm off. I'm on maternity leave, right? And I'm by myself with this baby all the time. So we're both miserable. Like yeah. nobody's happy right <laughs> like now, right? Or you and the baby miserable when you say both. Me and you. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, she's happy as shit. She's a baby. Yeah. First <laughs> eighteen months of their life is right. golden. Yeah. She, she, she was having a great time. Sleep, eat, poop. She's good. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we were both pretty miserable. But I, I, I don't think I would have ever said to him like, you know, you need to quit your job or whatever. But we had taught. Um, a couple of continuing education courses before I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a side thing that we did. We I think we had taught maybe four times. So we had taught a business course that we developed with uh, one of my clients who was a chartered accountant. It was actually his idea. And because I knew Mark was like really into this idea of co- continuing education, I brought him in on it. We did the business course. And then Mark developed it, the joint mobs course. So then we, t- we taught that a couple times. So anyway, when our daughter was about 18 months old, Mark came home from work one day, looked like he hated his life. And I was, you know, concerned to have him anywhere near a window at that point. Like I'm telling he was just yeah. miserable. He sat down on the kitchen floor. I was cooking dinner. And in all the years I've known him, I've never seen him just sit on the floor. So mm-hmm. it's like, what is happening? Probably like I was seeing me in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was kind of freaking out, like, what Snickers. is wrong with you? You know, so by yeah. this point, like kid was in bed because it was it was late. He got home late and he said, I hate my job. And I'd never heard him say that because he really did love teaching. He's like, I hate my job, like hate it. And I said, okay, what are we going to do? And he's like, I want to quit. And I said, so quit. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm I'm serious. I want to quit. Tomorrow. And I said, I, I know you're serious. So quit. And then he said, I, what I really want to do is I want to start developing courses again. And I want to start teaching continuing education because I like to teach, but I don't want to teach mm-hmm. massage therapy college You want to anymore. teach on your own terms. Yep. Yeah. So I said, do it. And again, it was probably like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Like it wasn't early. And he said, do you mind if I, if I go out for a little bit? And he left mm-hmm. and he went and, you know, talked to his family and said, I have a new baby at home. Well, I mean, she wasn't a new baby. She was a year and a half, but, but either way, I have a baby at home. I have, you know, I, I had just gone we back to house. Like, yeah, we had a yeah. new home. Like, mm-hmm. and he basically just went to his family and said, I'm going to start this new business idea. If I fail miserably, do I have support from you guys? <laughs> and they were mm-hmm. like, if you're honestly miserable in your job, quit your job. So everybody was super on board. I was super on board. Like I said, Mark does things really fast. I knew he was going to quit his job. I honestly didn't quite know it was going to be the next day. <laughs> I gave you notice the next day. So he yeah. was out. And then, so that was the, that was the very end of 2015. 15. So 2016 is when Con Ed was really born where we went full force. So I still had my clinic job. He got another couple, I think you had two part-time clinic jobs. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. So he was working at two different clinics, but very part time, really trying to put all his energy in Con Ed. And he developed courses like there were some days where you'd sit at the laptop for like 15 hours at a time, I felt. And he was just like pumping out material. Con- and it was real, but it was like really good. And I'm like, how are you doing this? Like, he's just in the zone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also because when I was teaching at a massage therapy college, I taught everything. I yeah. mm-hmm. there, there was That's not true. one course everything. that was mm-hmm. in the course offering yeah. this catalog that I did not teach, teach at some point. And so I was like, this is okay. The, and yeah. so to, to bring it back, the, we, we originally started it with like that business course, um, which is a huge gap in massage school. Yes. So when her client who originally wanted to do it with his daughter, who was a chiropractor, and she, I guess, had no interest. She had no interest. So he approached he, me. He approached to her do to it. do it for massage therapists. And so when she said like, 
do you want to get involved? I'm like, this is brilliant yeah. because yeah. business and massage school sucks. Mm-hmm. And so then after we did the first one and we had, like, it was a decent turnout. It was our first, like, we were nobody. So there was like people. 10 people. It, yeah. And this is when we charged. We charged ridiculous. We, we charged like charged, $700 we charged for this two day course. Too much yeah. in the beginning. And so, <laughs> at, and so at the end of this thing, I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, I like this. I can, yeah. if, I, if I can figure out a way to just do this, mm-hmm. then I'd be happy. And so then I developed a uh, joint mobilizations course. And that was based on the idea there's holes mm-hmm. in school. No mm-hmm. one comes out and feels really confident with joy mobs. So I'm like, let me create a course. So then it started off with let's fill the gaps where you where you come out and you're not great. Yeah. And so like the next one was like record keeping because mm-hmm. so let's do a one day record keeping course. And, and then the Remex courses yeah. yep. developed. Like yeah. it, it is exactly as you said. Yeah. Everywhere he saw a gap, he created okay. content for. But like I said, he was like but it I, was crazy I was doing it fast. fast like all these and like like i would create a i would create a full course in like a couple days in a couple it days was so like fast. all the content everything and else he's like giving me this stuff done, to edit and, and i'm blah. looking at it and i you know i want to give him notes and i'm like it's perfect yeah. like yeah. i don't i don't know how you did this but so that's why i always joke and i'm like i take no credit for it like <laughs> he just pumped out all of this material while i was working at the clinic taking care of our daughter and mm-hmm. so yeah 2016 we just started teaching and we thought you know it might be a slow start because again nobody really knows who we are we're just you know who are you guys like what credentials do you You have have. to teach Mm -hmm. and um we had a guy support though the whole time yeah we had really good support we had a guy who uh, mark and i worked with and thank you steve yeah steve's awesome (laughs) awesome and steve knows every anything and everything about marketing and google and seo optimized like he he knows everything and he was way into education too and he was in education so steve really helped us fix the website, really clean up the social media and like how to target yeah. people and yeah. what so to while, do. While I was doing a lot of content, Steve was like, okay, let me let me help you with your with your digital space. Yeah. And so that way by the time the content was finished, the digital space was already there. I was like, oh, this is gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Steve yeah, Steve's done some work with us over the years. Like sometimes when we teach business, if mm-hmm. he's yeah. available, he might jump in and, yeah. you know, help us out with the digital marketing section or mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, so then that happened and we were getting such good feedback. Like at that time we were teaching, I think one course a month because we yeah. were, again, we were new teaching one course a month and people were like, are you going to do this again? Are you going to have more? And like, we were getting just the best feedback from these things. And so it slowly became where we were adding more and more courses. Mark was pulling away more and more from his clinics until one of his clinics actually said to him like nicely, but like, we're holding you back, dude. Like you have no interest in being here. We like you, mm-hmm. but we want therapists who want to be here. <laughs> yeah. you, we yeah. we can see that your brain, yeah. like you're we can see that else. your yeah. head is not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to focus on your education business, not here. So they essentially walked him out the door, and then he was like, "Well, now we really gotta, we really gotta do more." Yeah, because at this point now, I have zero clinics that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the last clinic that I was at, and I was probably doing I don't know four hours a week. Like, oh, wow. like yeah. that's how little I was. Oh my working. gosh! Yeah. So then after that killed, uh, then we started pumping more courses, and then that was like the sweet spot. That got to a point where I was only working weekends. I was only teaching and I was treating the odd person. I was mm-hmm. probably doing maybe a four or five a week. Yeah. If um, that, yeah. Private yeah. clients, I would go to someone's house and I would treat a couple people. And then I would, a couple days later, do the same thing. And it really was, I was only working weekends teaching. And that was a sweet spot. It was a sweet spot. It was funny. Was every every night, Mark would say to me, we're either doing something really wrong or really right. right? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. because he, yeah, he was just, yeah. it was really good. So that was, that was 2017 when we got to that like the really end of good. 2016, the end of 2000, all of 2000. 
2017. Yeah, 2017 was beautiful. It's a beautiful we year. also had our second child in June of 2017. <laughs> so now I'm off again. Yeah. But it's fine because my husband's home Monday to Friday. Okay. He only works weekends. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was beautiful. And then everything was great and glorious up until June of 2018 when the CMTO said, guess what, guys? You don't need CEUs anymore. We're like, Oh, did we just build a business that is now obsolete? Okay, cool. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And then just like COVID, within the first freaking four days, we refunded 18, like ten thousand dollars. Which that like doesn't make sense to me either. Just because they take away CEUs doesn't mean that you shouldn't still be. Continuing. That doesn't make sense to you. Education, <laughs> 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 yeah. But to people a, who like, like to learn and progress themselves <laughs> without somebody having to tell them you have to, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I guess. It was always a, like I mean, when, whenever we started off the class, I'd be straight off. I'm like, who here is who is here because of the CEU value? Like, I'm not going to judge you for it, and I'm happy that you're here and I'm happy to give yeah. you your letter of completion that says you've completed these hours mm-hmm. but I just want to know who the group is that's yeah. in front of me right now and for sure every class there was always like three or four people like you know dude uh, thank you for asking no offense I don't really care about the material but this is worth seven CEUs and I need seven yeah. when, when the CMTO sent out that email we actually changed we had a course evaluation that we used to give to everybody at the end of the course yeah. we still do it sometimes it's just not every single person yeah. because honestly like how many of those can we possibly do yeah. Yeah. But we added a question that was, if the CM, if you didn't have to do continuing education, would you still have taken this course? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, then we were trying to figure out, do we still have a market? Like, yeah. are people mm-hmm. still going to take? And But we knew, like, at some point, people are going to have to start taking courses again. It's yeah. not like just because the values are gone. You still have to do continuing education. Yeah. Every healthcare professional has to do continuing education. Mm-hmm. So we stuck it out to the end of... Uh, Basically, the second half of 2018, you know we took we took turns there? crying every night. The os- <laughs> yeah. Osteopaths helped us out oh, so yeah, much. Oh yeah, those osteos saved us because we didn't realize that one of the associations had approved all of our courses. Like we never wow. approached them we on didn't anything, apply. and we suddenly had an influx of all these osteos contacting us, like saying, "Like, can I take this course? When is this course happening?" I'm like, "What is going on here? Like, where did how did you find us?" They're like, "You're on the association's website." I'm like, "Really? This is great." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're an approved. <laughs> provider for our association. Yeah. So. so the end of that year, we got a lot of osteos. And then also, um, Mark started offering OSCE prep again. Because yeah. nice. we, we had an OSCE prep at the beginning. And then we took it away because we weren't really getting a lot of people. And it's a lot because OSCE, OSCE prep's not one or two days. No. That's, you know, that's a full week. Yeah. So we were like, oh, do we really keep this? Because then basically he's, you know, teaching to one person. But then once we realized like, well, I mean, it's teach to one person or teach to zero. Yeah. So we brought the OSCE prep back, but made it better. Yeah. And then that went crazy. There was a period where I think it was something like 13 weeks straight. You worked seven days a week yeah. because he was doing one-on-one mm-hmm. OSCE preps like every day. So is that talking, speaking then to uh, education that's out there as the massage that they're not prepping them as well as they should be in some institutions not to put call them out but do you find you get like people from like the one, same area like, or same the same schools we can but... say yes I mean yeah. quite honestly I will say it we've never had a Sutherland Chan grad for contact Oski us prep? for no. Oski prep yeah Oski prep you, you, we, it's, it's very can, specific is it? yeah. Yeah. like we don't take anyone just anyone into the no, I shouldn't say it like that we don't we want to make sure that we're a good match for you for OSCE. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have right? to do a consult So first. we do a consultation you can't just pay first. Us and and yeah. so once we start talking the consult, I'm like, I can bet what school you went to just by the way you're talking really? and yeah. the things you're saying and, t- and the areas that you're telling me that you're feeling yeah. our biggest concern. And nine out of 10 times, I'm right on what schools they come from. Yeah. And it's really freaking sad. Like I mm-hmm. had someone come in from 
she lived in Kingston. I think she went to school in Cornwall or something like that. And she was like the valedictorian of her class. And she failed her OSCE twice. Like she was getting 90s in, in school, school. And she blew her OSCE twice. And she comes in. She's like, I have no idea why I'm failing. Like, I, I don't know. I'm doing everything that I did at my school and I did awesome at my school and I go to do it at the OSCE and I can't even get 70. Like, I need fucking help here. Help That me. girl broke my heart because she. you could tell she was a hard worker. You could tell it wasn't because of her study habits. Yeah. It Honestly, the school really failed her. Yeah, yeah. it's really so, a school that was, I'll just take your money, please. And yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so we did the four days and she passed her OSCE that nice. third time and she wrote a really nice review. But I mean, that's that's a perfect example. Like where, you know, she, this is a great student mm-hmm. and she only knows what you're teaching her. Yep. And it happens yeah, a lot. In the four days that she was with us, um, like she absorbed everything really quickly. She would, you know, Mark would tell her something. You know, she had a good attitude, though. When people come in to do an OSCE prep, Mark will say to them, like, just Forget everything that you think you know because mm-hmm. yes. you know you, got you a failed lot, already. You yeah. got a lot of people coming in, and then we teach OSCE prep a very specific way. Basically, we don't reteach you anything. Mm-hmm. It's preparing you for what to expect in the station. We expect you have the knowledge because yeah. you, you graduated, right? Yep. But then, if we see that you're doing something just incorrectly, or you need help in a certain area, we'll tell you where you're going wrong. And each time, we'll have somebody say to us, "Like, well, this is what I was taught." We're like, yeah, "Well, that didn't work out for you." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, just forget everything you. Think you know, and we'll get you through this. The worst is I've had a couple schools approach me to do OSCE prep for their school, mm-hmm. and then that's what I was like first off the bat. I'm like, listen, you're I don't want to go in there and and badmouth your staff because yeah. because ultimately it's going to happen. happen. I can feel yeah. it, right? Because I'm going to go in there and say something, and they're going to say, well, that's not what our teachers tell us to do. And I'm gonna be like, I, I don't know what else to tell you, like other than like this is the way you need to do it. Do it. And if you do it this way, you'll probably be fine. And if you do it this way, you're not going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a couple people people that run schools I'm like oh, I don't know if this is a good idea so one of them I did it for mm-hmm. and it actually worked out well they were happy with it um, and their staff was the, the guy who runs the school he's like listen do whatever the fuck you want yeah. just make sure our people do well yeah. their staff and initially didn't like us but they have come to like us but there's one there's actually one dude there that teaches he at that school yeah. and he's a good guy and he likes what we do and yeah. he's actually the one that recommended us so, yes. so he kind of helped keep all the staff at bay like just mm-hmm. let him do his thing and we'll see what happens and then i had another school in toronto approach me to do that and then when i told them how much we were going to charge for that they was like no we we were thinking of paying you this amount i was like dude like that's next to nothing like yeah. if do you want do you want help or do you not no, want help no. kind of thing. yeah so is it that these institutions are not having rmts at the helm of creating the curriculum or like because I feel like I know with your school, they had a really good OSCE mm-hmm. and like Fleming. being a mm-hmm. community coll- or a mm-hmm. college or and then versus the prof- Sutherland Chan, like both had really good OSCE. And I feel like RMTs yeah. were more at the helm of that. Is that the issue? It's, it's, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think with those schools, it's just a different type of environment where mm-hmm. they their their admission process is a little bit mm-hmm. more loose mm-hmm. so then whoever they have in their class is a little bit less on the academic side mm-hmm. they struggle a little bit more as a student Absolutely. and therefore mm-hmm. they struggle yeah. right and yeah. then the numbers show so then whoever runs the school is just like we need our numbers up because mm-hmm. this is how we can promote our school is yeah. with our numbers but i worked uh, at a community college i don't even think i mentioned that too i did a six-week stint where i 
somehow, never teaching my life, got an advanced anatomy and physiology <laughs> teaching. That's why this. No, I'm joking. Um, that's they. They were in a, a pinch, oh. and they're like, "You seem to know enough. You worked with CMTO, blah blah blah." You seem to know enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was co-teaching actually, so I was just she just couldn't do two days a week, and the way they work it, it's like you do a chunk and you move on to the next. So I was doing so co-teaching, which was outrageous. I felt bad for the students. Um, I I was six weeks there, and it wasn't until the fourth week that I had access to the school portal for the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, I don't even know what I'm teaching you. Basically, the teacher was like, teach this chapter and this chapter and this chapter of Totora. Like, there you go. And I'm like, okay. Because okay. we were co-teaching like opposite days. Right. So she'd teach Monday and Monday afternoon, she would text me and be like, I, I got, got this far. far. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I had never taught. I had no material. So I'd be working all day. I'd stay at my clinic until like 10 p.m. at night. And I'd come home and I'd be opening up my textbook. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm prepping for tomorrow's 8 a.m. class. And yeah. he's like, oh my. oh my God. And I was lucky enough that I had taken so much like post post-secondary and done so much education. And I just come out of McMaster's acupuncture program right. that doing anatomy and physiology actually didn't feel like it was that difficult yeah. i mean i'd brush up on a few things but for the most part like it's like i literally just reviewed this a mac in like five months That's right perfect. so yeah. it worked out okay but like i found that and when i worked at the cmto the same schools would come back with things like record keeping or professional misconducts so they do they see it too like mm-hmm. and when i sat there be like i bet i know what school this person oh, came yeah. from yeah. or i bet i know what year this person graduated in like it was crazy it was that bad. Yeah. Like, I, I know someone that that uh, she's an examiner and she's the same she's the mm-hmm. same way she's like i know as soon as they start performing i know what school you're from yeah. i know it i know it i know it yeah. and i feel sorry for you because they, you're probably going to fail this station barcode you so you don't have the bias but you know it yeah yeah. you can see it so i mean i'd like to say that everyone that was in my a&p like did pretty well (laughs) um i had to take i was really shocked actually though they were doing oral practical exams so like um like landmarking Mm -hmm. and they didn't put hands on people yet that i don't get Mm. so they're just like so we're gonna do oral practical exams like oh those are easy right like find a humorous all right they know what a humorous is but they had never put their hands on anyone so i'm like we're scaling all the way i'm like i know i'm supposed to teach you about the upper extremity right now but i'm like i'm gonna teach you how to actually find the bone you're looking for yeah. it was wild and the teacher was like yeah they haven't put hands on people i'm like you didn't tell me that yeah. so i spent most of that six weeks actually like prepping them for the next semester where they were going in to actually massage people because they hadn't even done that they'd been in school a year and they'd touched no people huh. it was crazy i was like i don't even know what's happening which was so different from my education Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really nice to be there. I sat in a few exams, like they did a few like old practical exams. Like you want to, you want to grade people? I'm like, yeah, sure. I qualified for that too. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this far. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Like I know the content in every station, right? So it was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was wild. Like to what you said, yeah. I'm seeing a trend here. Like first, me at the gym. Hey, you want to be a floor yeah. coach? I'm like, I'm 17. Cool. <laughs> you. Hey, I want to be a massage teacher. Here's the massage room. Go yeah, at yeah. it. Cool. You know what I mean? Hey, you girl over there, you want to mark this exam? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. for sure. And they were like in their last year, like on to be going to OSGI. Like yeah, yeah. they're going to go write exams. So we were like pretty harsh on them. And watching them come in, I'm like, you you finished this program. Like I'm sitting there and they're like doing like, oh, like I'm doing like a C-scoop on a gastroc. And I'm like, what are you What are you doing? Oh. Like, did you read the paper? Like I'd be like, I'm just going to have you go back and read that one more time. 
And then, like, we're going to start grading you. And I'm like, oh, no. And they knew the students. I'd be like, like, who failed? And we were literally just, like, writing Fs on paper. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, I would not feel comfortable telling you this person was ready. Yeah. I, so. I just had this discussion with a, with a bunch of people that I was doing a Zoom, a business thing with yesterday. And we were talking <laughs> about this because we were talking about affirmations. Like, it was our intro session where we do this whole change your mindset, yep. change your practice type <laughs> of thing. And I was telling them about one of the affirmations I used to do as a teacher because no one knows this unless you're a teacher in massage school. We fucking hate marking oral practical exams. It's like the worst day in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And the big reason why it's the worst day in the world is you know what the student's potential is. You've seen them do mm-hmm. something a billion times. But now it's a test day and I'm going to have to sit here and watch you fuck it all up yep. just because you're under pressure. And I know you can do this better because I just saw you do better yesterday, mm-hmm. but I can only mark what it's happening right here. So it's the worst day ever. Mm-hmm. And I just had this conversation. It's so fucking true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was on the student side of that. I will... For ever remember that with that teacher what you're saying you know the potential of that student and i was in there and like i i know i've shared it on our podcast i don't know if i've shared it with you guys but like i have uh anxiety disorder and panic attack disorder and under being put under pressure like that and we were near the end of school so you're just wiped at that point i was like 12 months of it going straight eight eight to four every day working after the all of that and i was in an oral practical and was like with one of my favorite teachers and he could just it was like he could see it on my face probably all the blood rushed out of my face and just started sweating profusely and just staring at him and he was like just say what you need to say and you can go Mm. and i was like uh (laughs) and i said it and he's like go and like i literally got to the bathroom and collapsed like I started hyperventilating that's the point I you know had to call to you know my boyfriend to get support and Mm -hmm. talk me off the ledge but like I I can see that like that would be the worst day he's probably sitting there going like I know you know this like I know (laughs) you can do this and like I've had conversations with him and he's like hey you know how are you feeling you got a month before like you can graduate and I'm like I just want to be out there like I'm done here and he's like you're ready you just need to follow the steps in the right process like so he knew where I can yeah (laughs) Yeah, outside of me yeah Yeah. so I can see how those are tough days from both sides and then then you 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 just know the cycles of when everyone's gonna go crazy Mm -hmm. So like at the six month mark, people start to go a tiny bit crazy. At the nine month mark, oh, that jumps up. At the 12 month mark, that jumps up even more. And then when you're always like three months before you're finished, everyone is just fucking out of their minds, yeah. right? So you just know when the craziness hits. So when you have oral practical exams to mark <laughs> in those crazy times, it's even worse because that's when, you know, it's a huge group of girls that are just crying all the time, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> that's the plus about that's going me. to massage school. Oh, God, yeah. if, you're, if you're a single dude and you want to be around a bunch of girls, but the downside is, when it's crazy cry. moments, everyone is just in cry. fucking tears. Yep. Crazy and they're crying. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when did the podcast come yeah. into place and like all of that, like, <laughs> that, well, that, and that was it. Clinics. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It was that June 2018 when, so we got this, this space, like our Con Ed space, um, January 2018. It was yeah. another one of Mark's impulses. So um, <laughs> I love it works it. out though. Mark. I'm very much, I'm very much like the behind the scenes person, right? Like, you know, the guest that was here uh, earlier on doing our podcast, um, he knows, he says he's learned to know who he's talking to. But like, you know, when people email Con Ed, sometimes they're talking to me, sometimes they're talking to Mark. I do, I do all the scheduling. I try to keep track of like business expenses, whatever. So I yeah. do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, right? And Mark's the, the face. Right. He teaches all the courses. He's the face. So at the end of 2017, I was just crunching some numbers and I said to him, 
Did you ever actually look at the amount of money we're spending renting classroom spaces around the city? Mm-hmm. Like, did you have you ever actually looked at the amount we're spending? And I said, because based on the spending, I feel like we could probably have our own space mm-hmm. and then be able to use it however we want. I, I even said, you know, if it's big enough, I could have a treatment space. Like, why are we why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the person that we usually rented from, um, <laughs> he had a meeting with Mark and wanted to increase our rent 200 yeah, percent for the was, next oh year. Oh, my God. Because he saw how busy we <laughs> yeah. were, right? We were because doing great. I, and he's I, like, oh, I can you get can more money out of these guys. I yeah. would send him an email at the beginning of the year because Amanda does the, the course calendar for the year. And so she, I do that in November. Yeah, so we so would email we, him the November. We have, a, we have an idea of what's going to happen in the year and where we're going to go. And so since we're now doing courses all the time and we're renting space from, from, from this school, I sent him an email with all of these dates. I gave him 36 days. I'm like, I want, can I get the room reserved these 36 days? He's like, let me get back to you. And then he gets back to me. He's like, yeah, okay, no problem, but your rent is going up per day. Which is expected. You know, it's we had been, but the amount, they want. yeah. he wanted to increase our rent 200%. So at that point I said to Mark, this makes no sense. Wait, Maybe wait, wait. It, gets even, it gets even worse. So I'm like, okay, sure. You know, let's just do that because at this point we have no, we have no, yeah. mm-hmm. no. And so he says, yes, no problem. I don't know why I decided to go onto the RMTAO site <gasps> that day right, because I, I know the that. RMTAO also rents from this guy whenever mm-hmm. Aaron Rudder does his courses. And so now I'm looking at the RMTAO's education section. And I'm like, what the fuck? Aaron Rudder's doing a course at this place the same day that I gave to do a course at this place. And this motherfucker two days ago just told me like, I've got, I, I've, I've got these classes. And so that's when I'm like, fuck this. So I called him up and I'm like, you know what, man? Thanks, but no thanks. I'm out. So remember now, this is November mm-hmm. 2017. <laughs> And we're talking, we're starting running courses second week of January, 2018. Oh, so we're like, we got to find a space. <laughs> we just burnt our bridge for our space. Yeah, we're like, yeah. we got to find a space. And at this point, it's not like I had looked around and I said, maybe I'm out to lunch. Maybe like renting our own commercial space is not within our budget. So anyway, I've got now a newborn baby mm-hmm. and it's freezing cold. I think it was like minus 30 this one that day. Was that we were a, that it was, was a very cold winter. It was a really cold winter. That was one of the winters. And where so we went out probably three or four times total looking at different places. And anyway, basically, you know, within a few weeks, we had made a decision. This is where we're going. We're getting this space. You know what the funny thing is every time we, every time we get a space, like we're buying a house or we're looking, we always get a realtor, fine, but mm-hmm. then we always end up doing it ourselves. Like when we <laughs> bought our house, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't use my realtor for anything other than like the you, you do all the fucking paperwork. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would do it if I know how, but I don't. And same thing with our commercial realtor. I was like, I found the places. You go get the keys and let's go yeah. see it. So we did that a bunch of different places and we found here and then we came in here the first time I was like this is great and plus we live like literally like three minutes down the road from here it's insane and I grew up like my parents are still just right up the street so we know the neighborhood really really well so we looked at this place we're like this is fucking awesome and then the price was really fucking good on paper we didn't realize that there was actually the decibel place was in the wrong spot but (laughs) (laughs) it's not till we went to sign papers even even moving the decimal point it's still still the value was there so we we were were kicking around between a couple different places and I remember because our realtor was just like an asshole like not a nice guy and so I called him up I'm like I want to go see that place again False. he wasn't an asshole I'm not certain if was he an asshole he or was, the asshole? if he was all there like uh, okay. there, he was. He was really out to lunch. Like we saw this place, we liked it. We saw another place. So Mark actually liked the other place better. I liked this place better. And so all we wanted to do, I just wanted to get Mark back in here because I was like, I don't think you're actually remembering Which it correctly. I wasn't. I was not you were not because he kept picturing it much smaller than yeah. it is. I was like, yeah. no, no, no. Trust me, this is the better option. Yeah. 
And so anyway, we wanted to come back and see it. So I call this guy and he's given us this whole runaround. And I said, all I need you to do is get that goddamn door unlocked. Yeah. Like, how hard is this? Anyway, like, fuck it. it I just drove up He here? just drove here. The door was the open. The door was open. <laughs> I just walked in. I'm like, nice. okay. looking around all over yeah. the place. And then I walked. There was another unit that we were also looking at. I walked in that one too. I'm looking around. I'm like, no, this one's better. And then we called him up. Like, okay, let's just do this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we didn't even really involve him. It was such a. It was. Like, it was why very. Why does this motherfucker impulsive. get commissioned? You <laughs> yeah. should not. You should give me the fucking commission yep. on that. Well, yeah. so that was impulse number one. So then, like I said, so when June 2018 came along, and now there's no more CEUs, we're like, we just signed mm-hmm. a five-year lease, and now we don't have yeah. a business. Like, what the? Yeah. So Mark had been kicking around the idea of doing a podcast for a while. I actually didn't even really understand podcasts. Like, I was like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> like, what? Are, what are you talking about? So, but he wanted to do the it. Original idea for the podcast though was a post course wrap up yeah. show uh, right so you take a course with us anyone that wants to stay back and talk about the course what they liked what they didn't like how they could idea, use it though. in their practice they don't think it's useful whatever just yeah. give some feedback and let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about the course and that never happened because everyone's face at the end of a weekend of doing a course is like I just want to go home you know, yeah. how, right? you know how you felt at the end of the virtual <laughs> education yeah. day yeah. like we would ask people do you want to stay back and do this and everyone was like can we just do it another time like they're beat yeah. after yeah. Yeah. After learning so it weekend. never it never happened that mm. way no so then yeah then that's and that basically was, it was meant to promote the course yeah. right? Yeah. right so but. when this <laughs> happened it was very fast like we got the email from the college june 6th and our first episode went out june 13th yeah it was just very fast he said let's do the podcast because this is another way to make sure that we don't just fizzle away yeah. you know mm-hmm. like keep ourselves out and there at that time it wasn't the big podcast influx that's now no. right yeah. we didn't so know like what we was going to come of we this. were right in there right before it got yeah. super super popular to have a podcast mm-hmm. and then we originally were kicking around the idea like we need to do a whole bunch of videos and then we we killed that quick we're like we're just going to get lost in a sea of videos because mm-hmm. everybody is doing, doing videos, videos. And we're just going to be another group of people that are doing videos on the same stuff that everyone's doing videos on so we're like let's let's pick another medium that makes sense and so podcasting made the most sense and then i started researching podcasts i'm like this is this is perfect this is us mm-hmm. this makes the most sense and on top of that there's a psychology that comes around with audio that does that's not there on video right mm-hmm. when someone hears you over and over for enough amount of time they feel like they really fucking yep. know you really well <laughs> versus if they're watching you in a video yes. it's not it doesn't translate the same so when we once we put all that together we're like this is what we're doing yeah. let's do it and then we just started spitting out content like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I know yeah. that I've told Heather this story, but I don't know if Nicole's ever heard it. It was basically like he said to me one day, should we start this yeah. podcast now? I said, yes, we should. And he went to work. I was home with the kids and he comes home <laughs> and he's like, well, I recorded the first episode. You want to hear it? And I was like, what? The, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I guess guess we're doing this, eh? Okay. <laughs> right. The only thing I take credit for is I came up with the name. I was going to say, who came up with the name? I've always oh, wondered. That, that was me. That's awesome. He, I love when it. he said, he's like, what should we call this? And I was like, the only thing I keep thinking of is like, I'm like, you know that Beck song, Two Turntables and a Microphone? <laughs> he's like, yeah, obviously I do. <laughs> well, I just keep thinking, you know, we're two massage therapists. Let's be two massage therapists and a microphone. And that was it. And we just started recording yeah. content. We had no idea where it was going to go. Yeah. 
And it then... originally was still about the courses. Though. Mm-hmm. Like, I've the first back one days, that we yeah. did was like it was based on our business course. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not the greatest episodes, but well, that that first one that I was on because we didn't have yeah, you did, childcare. You did episode yeah. number three. I, I recorded episode number three in, in my bed. bed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with a headset and my phone. Nice. Like, yes. So yeah, the audio quality wasn't fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was just a different vibe. And then we started having guests. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, again, originally was to promote the courses. Our first guest was like a reflexology instructor. Instructor mm-hmm. to talk about how great reflexology is, right? Yeah. To, to plug the courses. We had the pelvic health instructors yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, it was very... But then it expanded out yeah. really fast. And in the beginning, we would only have one of us here. So it would yeah. be one of us interviewing a guest. Mm-hmm. And then at some point... Mark said, well, I think we can have all of us. And then we all came in. And then we started getting all of this really, like, really nice feedback. Like, yeah. you guys work really well together. Yeah. Mm. And we were like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. We're going to we're going to both be here. Oh, it's perfect being open and fluid to whatever came of it. I feel like we're in the spot now. Guys? Yeah, tell me. Tell I was going to say, I feel like we're in the spot now is like how you guys are looking back now going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah. hopefully we'll look back and go, oh, uh, but that's okay. This yeah, is the episode just, like 13 or something? Yeah, yeah, 12, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you guys are doing great. You probably didn't hear this when they came in. They just hit something like a thousand yeah. downloads. Oh, and like, yeah. you guys are so new. Like, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, like really just started since being on your podcast, I left and I was like, I really loved it. I'm not going to lie. When I showed up here, I was a nerd nervous wreck i was also going through stuff and whatever and i was a nervous wreck but when i left i was like i feel amazing i feel like i'm on top of the world i want to do this and then when we started going working together we would just like if i popped in the office to pick something up and i knew it was her break i would be like it's just gonna be five minutes and an hour later i'm leaving because we Mm. wouldn't stop talking about whatever massage related yeah and we both and being like you in the education side and i would love to enter that that field one day i my idea was always to teach anatomy i love anatomy it's Mm -hmm. my thing i nerd out on it and so then it just kind of like developed and i was like we should start a podcast and then my my partner's like you need to start a podcast he's very much like go Go do it it. jump in and then we'd been talking about it for like six five or six months Mm -hmm. and then literally covid hit and we're like while we're home, we what may else as- are we gonna yeah, do? I think we're we- like, let's do it at 10 p.m. We ain't got anything yeah. to do tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think our first episode, we were in person. Yeah, actually, our first first episode, we were, and we then had we re wanted- record because it didn't work out. So we recorded it. What didn't work out about it? Uh, the audio, audio one of them work. cut out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was not. So good. maybe it wasn't, maybe I never heard the first episode. It's the introduction, oh, no. like, like, we're just kind of our background. We kind of just tell, talk about it. I'm not gonna lie, it's our best listened to episode. Just okay, so I gotta go back and listen because I I don't remember listening to you guys until you were definitely not in person. Yeah, yeah, no, the first yeah. one, and then well, the second one we weren't in person, person. after that because it was COVID. But it was like, well, we'll just figure this out. And then I had access to the post production software, and nice. I'm gonna start learning to edit. And I'm somebody, I guess, maybe a little bit more like Mark, where it's like. I, if I'm in, I'm all in. All in. And I'm yep. binging YouTube videos, reading every article I can read mm-hmm. and like how to do this. And if I'm like in the program and I'm stuck, it's like, I want to do this. How do I do Like I'm that kind of person. So yeah, then it just- I love those people. I'm not too. those people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know it, you can go for it. Like all of that. Like I'm frustrated, not like, you know, our headsets didn't work earlier and I'm like, I got to go home and figure out why they didn't yeah, work. Yeah, like that's yeah, the yeah. type of person that is, I am. Yeah, that is Mark. I truly, it's funny because I use the excuse of like, well, you know, I've got two kids and whatever, and I don't have time to do all this. Let's be honest. <laughs> if I didn't have kids, I might still not be that person. 
right? Yeah. I, I'm like, I see you have a passion. So I'm going to let you go do that. And yeah. I'm going to be over here doing whatever. Yeah. Whatever else. Yeah. It was really funny. We just were like, maybe somebody wants to listen to yeah. us talk about this. And my husband, too, being like, you should probably just record it now. He's like, all in. Yeah, he's on. all in. He's like, when are we like, making money on this? to make money so I can retire. I'm like, wait, you retire. If I'm making the money on the podcast, I'm retiring. Like, what? Um, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. kind of funny. And we've just uh, randomly, like, we had someone message us they wanted to be on it. Nice. And it just like snowballed yeah. from there. It was very strange. We didn't think anybody would say yes to being on it. Now we have like, it's, no network. it's the trippiest fucking thing. It is. And it's so strange because we just had like Brittany on. Yep. And uh, like, I've known her since school. And I was like, do you want to be on this and talk about working from your home clinic and stuff? Yeah. She's like, yeah. And then she's like, she sat down and she's like, watch. We're in my bedroom with like two laptops. <laughs> Nothing's working. And she's like, it's so crazy just like watching you do like they think it's some like big thing and we're like can you hear me can you hear me and, like it was so funny and she's like oh my god it's such a thing and i was showing her like you have these many listens and stuff yeah like, that's so amazing i'm like, all about the numbers and i was just like yeah and she's like how many like thousand people have you talk yeah. i'm like yeah i don't know why yeah. it's so tr- you know what's the trippiest part to me is like when you're looking for a guest and you just reach out to somebody like hey i got this little podcast would you like to be a guest and they're like sure and you're like and they're like come to my house i'm like this is this is weird behavior right yeah. like at least i think it's weird <laughs> if, some, if some random yeah, dude yeah. called me up and said hey you're a massage therapist i got a massage therapy podcast you want to do a record i'd be like what yeah yeah, yeah but people are so like yes absolutely yeah, i want to really, be <laughs> it's really strange to me i mean yeah. i'm very thankful for it but yeah i think too. it's also odd like we yeah. we like this dude like we talked about him today brian fulton he lives in st Catharines, Catharines mm-hmm. and he he wrote a book his book is the placebo, placebo effect, effect right and so i just sent him a message like hey man would you would you like to be on a podcast and you can talk about your book and blah blah it's really interesting stuff mm-hmm. and he's like sure come on over to my house and they're like we're sitting we're hanging around his kitchen i'm like i, I don't know you, you like, yeah. yeah it's it's trippy to me that was such it a is. great day it's trippy to me <laughs> yeah it's really cool it's like a weird like forum and place i never thought i'd be yeah. in um actually i was just saying so because we hit like a thousand listens i decided to change my instagram to add like <laughs> podcaster on there because like now i'm like a big time like, like, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> kind of it's a big deal like, I, work, yeah. I like grow humans and i make <laughs> podcasts now i guess that's what i do like it was yeah it's been like really fun yeah, yeah and like she got me like she's the one who introduced me to your podcast so because yeah. I, I just used to listen to audiobooks when i was at work so i don't right. have time to read so i just listened to audiobooks and then she's like you need to listen to like these podcast my husband was really into podcasts so i was like i don't know what i'm looking for i don't know what i'm doing and then yeah that sort of like trickled so you guys were literally like the first actual podcast i ever like decided to really like listen to and not just turn after five minutes so do you guys listen to podcasts now yeah i'm I can't stop you listening. Can't stop. Yeah. I, I listen, listen to, to everything. I was telling her I'm glad we're back to work because I have time now because listening to a podcast with a toddler screaming <laughs> Paw Patrol in the background does not work out well. Do you ever get scared that by listening to podcasts, it's going to start to influence what you guys do and a how little. you do it? A little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Has I tried. Um, I'd say here and there, but I want to say more like inspire, like, oh, okay. Oh, I like how they did it. So like oh, maybe okay, I'll take yeah. that and twist it somehow. And right, right, ooh, right. they're doing that, like things like that. Um, Yeah. We're just, my spouse and I are podcast junkies. Like this week when we went like up to visit friends, it was like an hour, two hour drive. And it was like, okay, podcast on, like, nice. and we'll listen to everything and anything. Mm-hmm. And I make him listen to massage ones. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember when you were a guest on our podcast, yeah. you told us that he had listened to us as yeah. well. Yeah. 
yeah. is oh, yeah. you would just put it on in the house while you're yeah. cleaning. And yeah. so yeah. he has no choice but to listen to. Yeah. Although we do. I listen to a lot of talk radio. Yes, yes you do. do. I don't yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts. And one of the reasons why I don't is because I don't want I don't want to hear stuff and influence what I'm doing here. I don't mm-hmm. want that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I like, like so all do. of our all of our but a lot of talk friends radio. in the industry who have massage therapy podcasts, we listen to snippets. Mm. Yeah. So like I'll listen yeah. to Suru for a little bit. I'll listen to you guys for a little bit. I'll listen to Connor for a little, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I want to yeah. hear a little yeah. bit. Krista. Krista. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Dom's. I have, oh, I feel bad. Dom's. I haven't listened to him in a really long time. I don't think he's put one out. I don't think he's put one out in a really long yeah. time. So that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't binge a lot of podcasts really i'll listen to like here and there just yeah. especially if i see something that you guys put out that i'm like oh that's kind of interesting like you were talking about britney right away i was gonna say oh work from home because i saw yeah. that and i'm like yeah. i want to hear that mm-hmm. because post covid i feel like people who have people coming into their home i'm like you got a whole other yeah. thing going yeah. on than we do and mm-hmm. you know those of us who don't work from home so i want to listen to her experience yeah. she's good like i've known her forever so as soon as we were talking about because we want to do something covid related like we were trying yeah. actually while covid was happening to not talk about COVID. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was like our only theme yeah. of during any podcast was like, let's not talk about this. We wanted it to be something that was distraction from all of that yeah. um, to not think about it because there's already so much happening on the internet. And I was like, I just don't even want to deal with Everybody that. Yeah. had CP24 yeah. on, like so give them like, a break from not, that. <laughs> let's not be that. And then yeah. uh, we're like, we need to address it, I guess, in some way, shape and form. Let's talk about like- I think it was when we got the announcement to go back. Yeah, and we're then like, okay. like seeing everything on Facebook and then in the being part of the group the CBN, mm-hmm. um, all of the like confusion and chaos and frustration and anger and scared. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe we should talk make, about it. Yeah. And maybe put some like organization and like, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. Who knows if it'll work in your clinic, but maybe it will yeah. give them something to think about mm-hmm. and like, oh, oh, that'll work for me or, or no, that won't work. But you know, this things was, like that yeah. and give some comfort that it's okay mm-hmm. and if you're okay if you're not ready to go back don't go back yeah exactly yeah. do do you that's that's kind of our mm-hmm. model and do you do what you need to do to keep sane and be happy that's all mm-hmm. that matters really so. you guys sound really natural on your podcast that's what oh, do we yeah, oh my god do. i don't feel <laughs> i don't i can't even listen to myself like really? if she makes me she sends me to listen to edit yeah. and i like the whole time yeah. like i probably will listen to this one for like five minutes and be like it sounds good yeah. i am you yeah. he brings these home to edit oh, yeah. and he'll be like oh listen to this part and then i start talking i'm like can you shut her up <laughs> i don't i don't want to yeah. other woman I'm like, do i, I hate sound that like woman. that <laughs> who wants to like why have people listen to this yeah. my husband will put it on sometimes just to annoy me at the table he'll press play and i'm just like no like don't <laughs> do this to me and my son will be like mama and i'm like no thankfully not. thankfully we swear too much so it sounds like just very natural free-flowing stuff it's yeah. it's like like when i'm listening to something like this i personally just don't like anything that feels like overly produced overly mm. produced overly mm-hmm. scripted that type of thing so mm-hmm. i can't do it one because the audio quality is freaking horrible mm. i mean it's a, it's an audio platform just do yeah. fucking audio <laughs> yes. right like how <laughs> yeah. hard is this and if you're going to enter into an audio platform make sure you're doing it right mm-hmm. but i just can't listen to it because it's just so it's just so peachy squeaky mm-hmm. you know everything's like thanks for having me on this is great and oh that's yeah. a really good question like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I try to find a, a good balance because sometimes I'm going into it and I'm like, I really want to ask these questions because, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm mistreating people, and I'm like, even today I had, was treating people, and I was like, oh, I gotta ask them this question. I really <laughs> want to know the answer, their opinion on this, right? Yeah. So I want to make sure those questions are in, but I also want to 
keep it yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's times that I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask them this question. And it just didn't, doesn't come low. Fun. It doesn't come out. And it's yeah. like, all right, well, maybe I'll just ask them off mic. And you that's my own I, personal. I started to just interrupt people. <laughs> Seriously, I started like, if I have a question and I'm thinking, let's take the podcast down this road, you're mm-hmm. mid-sentence. I'm just going to be like, uh, and then I just ask yeah, and then yeah. and see what happens because I will forget. Yeah. Like Amanda we have like notebooks. usually he interrupts me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have everybody, notebooks everybody. and we'll have like notes down. That was yeah. I think what trip Brittany out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I have the few questions. I have my notebook. She's like, oh, and she's like, me too. And she holds up and Brittany's like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially we have our notes for like our our peer reviewed series, yeah. which is what really kicked off our podcast was that and like we were kind of saying with you was Nicole was like listening to the one I think you were talking about a lot of relaxation and you were kind of talking maybe a little negatively to I it and she said it was like fluff and it, immediately I was like she oh, hates that word. I hate it she's like <laughs> and I was like yeah but Mark but I agree with you so much like what are you talking about right now but so. that that's kind of what started it was like well maybe we should be like peer reviewing and like maybe we listen to a podcast and have our rebuttal on it because I think there was another one that was kind of you guys recorded and it was kind of out there and I think I sent it to her I was like I have notes like listen <laughs> yeah. I have was it notes. possibly the conspiracy theory podcast uh, might have been I'm like I can't remember what it was but I was like I have notes and we need to discuss this now so then that just developed into like okay How do we make this our own like what yeah. do we want to talk about here like yeah, is anyone else I'm not gonna lie my partner was like uh, maybe don't review other people's material and yeah. like that right now <laughs> don't start that way maybe start with like article review because that was on the list like, yeah, like do you want an yeah. article and review like it the people's review stuff Oh, that's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, maybe down the road. We're, we're like, start let's just like, test the waters. You don't right? know that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to post edit some reviewing. That's true. Right? I like that, though, because I, if you listen to us regularly, you'll hear me say something. And then three episodes later, I've changed my tune yeah. on it, right? Because yeah. part of why we do this mm-hmm. is education. Yes. And sometimes I might think something and then I even listen to it back. And I'm like, you know, yeah. so a good example is I was very, very gung ho on, sorry, Clarence, if you ever hear this, I still really like you. And I, but I was very gung ho on Clarence's side when it came to the job ads that were specifically asking for female mm-hmm. RMTs. I still agree with him on the fact that yes, that is legally not correct. But I was really gung ho on his side because I was like, yeah, like why is it that you know we can't do that to women and blah 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 blah. But then after listening to it and having other people give comments, I was like, I see where the women are coming from in the sense that. Like literally men have every opportunity in the fucking world. Mm. And this is like the one thing where it's like we prefer a female. And like, yeah, I know. I'm I'm sort of backpedaling now. And yeah. maybe I'm I'm a little more on the the feminist side on this one. Whereas yeah. before, like during the episode, I was like, nope, sorry, women, you're wrong. Yeah. And then I changed my mind. Yeah. And with the relaxation stuff, like how you were saying Mark used the word fluff. Mark actually doesn't dislike relaxation treatments, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It might have worked in that episode and it was a yeah. word he used, but that's why this is fun because then it can spark a discussion. Yes. And I know I've said things mm-hmm. on the podcast and then I listen back later and I cringe because I'm like, oh, that's not the point I was trying to make. And it read as this and that's going to get me some yeah. hate. Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. It was like I had never gotten that I, from that one from you that you it was just you hated that people just like go in and just rub someone and they don't have any backing <laughs> to it. You know what I mean? Like they don't use education. There's and, but I just remember like, why do we have to call it that? Like, why don't you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why don't we just call that not relaxation like why does it have to be that word and that was yeah well and and you weren't the only one we had we were in a a meeting and I was talking in network just networking with oh, other yeah. RMTs and, and she said, said it <laughs> fluff to me and she's like oh I don't do fluff and, I'm like, and what so does I just that mean? instead of but also instead of getting like yeah exactly I was like well what do you mean by fluff what does that mean and and 
it taught me too that there are RMTs and clinics out there that are maybe like a more short term, like you're coming in with an acute or a chronic, mm-hmm. could be like subchronic, let's say, yeah, yeah. and and it's a more of a short term fix. And okay, I'll get you to this point, and then yeah, I'll see you whenever that flares up again or mm-hmm, something else mm-hmm. comes. And then there's clinics more like Nicole and mine where it's like I I want to see my client from beginning till they die. I do. I want to see them through every season of their life. That's me. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see because I might catch something and Nicole has some crazy stories with that, but I might ca- catch something that maybe your other practitioners won't catch <laughs> and things like that because I've seen you through, I've seen you in your lowest low, I've seen you at your highest high, seen you through, mm-hmm. you know, having babies and getting married or buying houses or job changes, whatever it is. That's what I want. So it was just learning that like, and there's a spot for both types of clinics and both types Absolutely. of practitioners in yeah. this world. And that's For what sure. I love about your podcast is that you don't just necessarily talk about massage. You talk about yeah. like a whole bunch oh, of so – And how like it. people in massage therapy aren't just massage therapists. They have live that thought of that, which mm-hmm. I really love. Like you have a few on that. The last one, um, I figure her name, that went into the dominatrix. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I oh, literally yeah. – I, I was like, this is amazing. And my husband's like, what are you listening to right now? <laughs> He's like, don't you guys just want to separate from them? Like what I love about it is that RMTs can have like a life and still understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyways, I was just like, this is fantastic. It was just like when you did your whole series on the body rub parlors and everything. I was starting to talk about it and they're like, why are you interested in that? I'm like, because I I don't know. I just find it cool, this whole other side. And why are people approaching me? And like the fact that, you you know, you found out that like you can have a license for a body rub. That made me feel a little bit more empowered as an RMT to be like, I'm not what you're looking for. There are. Go find those. And that's fine. Yeah, I really – that series, I was really (laughs) – I was timid. I didn't know if I wanted to do it. But I found I learned so So much much. from that because it also even makes sense. Like the guys that are so fucking brazen and will walk in here and just literally spew out like, do you offer happy endings? And like, well, as much as you're gross, no, thank you. But Mm -hmm. there are places that do do that. And it's not that we didn't know that they existed. But now we know that, you know, there's these legal ones, Mm -hmm. there's these illegal ones and what they do. Mm -hmm. It was so eye opening. I really enjoyed doing that. I feel like it's better to like know the other side than be ignorant to it. And not talking about it doesn't make it go away no. exactly. which I think exactly. is what RMT's massage have been doing for so long yeah. especially with Pretend that topic let's just not talk about it and maybe like we won't be associated with the thing and it's like how about we do talk about it and talk about how very different we are so people yeah. mm-hmm. like the edge like that whole piece yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah that's what I like about your guys podcast yeah. is I'm like I love talking about this like why well, are we doing this it, it, yeah because in this field you can talk about anything it's all going to be related mm-hmm. to you know a patient or client because oh, they're just God. people yeah. yes, and exactly. anything is fair game like the mm-hmm. like the dude like the crackhead that I well he's mm-hmm. not he's recovered I shouldn't say it like that yeah. you know the former crack addict like pff, okay yes. well we should understand this stuff as mm-hmm. the therapist so yeah and it makes sense to talk about have it. life like working at the CMTO mm-hmm. like massage therapists are not like these cookie cutter people no, at, at all. all they come no. from all different walks all different backgrounds and that's what's really cool about a profession mm-hmm. is you can find a therapist for you who yep. likes you on like some weird strange level that you had like no idea anyone else knew um, like we saw all the time there. I mean, when I saw them for it was because something bad had happened but like nonetheless yeah. <laughs> what you learned is like that people have these like full wholesome lives right like it was like when you're a mm-hmm. kid and you see your teacher at the grocery store you're like you buy groceries <laughs> right yeah. like that kind of like you phenomena you the school <laughs> like, you have families and kids and wives so it was like yeah. that whole thing so um, yeah I think we just wanted to like jumble around like ideas in our head and we nice. just yeah you guys we, we've listened to like I listened to a few I listened to like two massage podcasts and then the rest because uh, I work all day the rest are all like mom podcast so um, yeah (laughs) 
It's yeah, kind of like, it. yeah. Well, to jump on the um, not making it, uh, you know, overly produced, I do have those questions that I was Ask thinking. Away, Heather. These are things that, and it's kind of, I'm posing it to everybody because like with the Kim backgrounds and like, like you have such an education background and rooted in the science. What I want to know what your thoughts are with all of these things, all of these claims or like, I don't even know what to call them coming forward. You're hearing the you know, posture doesn't cause pain, no more icing, like these kinds of things that are coming out. And I'm feeling like there is some, myself, some reason behind it, but it's kind of like just wanting to go the extreme the other way to combat the ice everything. You you know what I mean? We have a lot of opinions on these things. Good. (laughs) I felt like it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So here it is, is we're both, we're both huge fans of research and I 100% like think that there has to be empirical evidence for mm-hmm. certain things. But we had this discussion with the therapist that was here earlier about how there's also something called using just basic knowledge <laughs> of science, yes. right? Concepts that have always existed. Mm-hmm. So the posture and pain argument, we've talked about it on our podcast before. And yes, you're absolutely right. Posture, your posture does not cause your pain. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot say that. You cannot mm-hmm. say that confidently your posture is yeah. causing your pain. Is posture a factor in the whole big picture of things. Mm. Yes, you cannot just remove your knowledge of biomechanics and (laughs) basic science. (laughs) You know, you go. No, you're you're absolutely right. I was going to say, I think you did have a guest on once that kind of was really combating that saying like, you can't think of the body uh, like as a biomechanic thing. And I was like, you're talking to two kinesiologists. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of that stuff doesn't... You will notice, because we, since we're talking about, you know, our yeah. podcast and our format, you will notice whatever guests we have on, yeah. we don't get confrontational. No, no. We let them give their side of it because how can anybody learn or change their opinion if they don't get to fully hear? So mm-hmm. me arguing what I think to this person yeah. doesn't make any sense. I will say, I understand your mm-hmm. opinion. I might present something slightly yeah. different, but okay, what you're saying makes sense. Okay, I understand it Mm -hmm. sure i you you can't you can't take research like that and then start putting blanket statements because that doesn't make sense to me that's my issue so for example when you start talking about the idea of posture and pain fine there's there might not be a direct causation between posture and pain but they are going to be associated now i don't know about you guys but my practice is not about everyone that's in pain i mean not all of my patients come in or clients come in here like i'm in pain sometimes it's about performance Mm -hmm. and posture and alignment affects performance okay that's Mm -hmm. just that's just basic fucking biomechanics that's just basic levers moment arms and resistance arms and when you change the length of a moment arm and resistance arm you change the force capability of that Mm -hmm. muscle that's all there is to it i remember Mm -hmm. i got into it on facebook with some dude and he sent me a video of like a world-class weightlifter who has scoliosis and look what he can do and my only response was imagine if he didn't have scoliosis yeah Yeah. right so i mean and then the the idea with posture and asymmetries and asymmetries are normal yes asymmetries are normal Mm -hmm. right but then there are some asymmetries that make you want to scratch your fucking head yes right so yes my two shoulder joints work independently of each other and if one can move 20 degrees in a given direction and the other one can't i can still function in life and that's no big deal well when you take a look at a temporal mandibular joint two bilateral joints that work simultaneously symmetry fucking matters yes right so you can't just throw it all Mm -hmm, away mm -hmm. just because this study is showing someone that has a hyperlordosis and their mri shows herniated discs and they're not presenting on a pain on a subjective pain scale and then you throw away the whole concept of looking at balance and posture Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. when Amanda says the thing, the idea of like basic science, like I don't know if you heard Angela's talk on our the the live stream thing, right? She did the whole thing about breathing, yeah. And then there was one RMT that kept saying, "Can you show me the research for this?" And she's like, "Yes, it's physiology. It's, it's, it's physiology. Yeah. Like, go look at it. It's basic foundational physiology." Mm-hmm. And so, like the dude we had in here today, I'm like, I, I, I understand. I, I understand research, and I understand the importance of research, but I don't understand the misinterpretation of research or the the yeah. need for research to find the answer to absolutely everything, everything when foundational information is already there and they answer yeah. everything. Do I need a research paper that shows me if I hold a flame to a newspaper, it's going no. to cause a fire? Yeah. No. Absolutely not. I take the basic concept of combustion mm-hmm. and energy transfer and I can put it together myself. And I feel like a lot of RMTs would be like, show me the show me the evidence that yeah. if you hold that flame to the newspaper, it will ignite. I'm like, you're not going to find a study in that because it's just foundational fucking mm-hmm. science. Right. Yeah, that's part of why I don't engage in the, the mm-hmm. research discussions online because mm-hmm. as much as, yes, I agree with your research, I read the study, I understand it, but you are eliminating so many other factors yes. and you're ignoring everything else and this study is not gold and it seems like there's certain people that every time somebody says something, they're throwing up the same like four studies oh, and I'm God. like, I've already seen this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I already know this. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, just bow out. Yeah, it's like the blanket statements is like a huge yeah. issue because then I find it becomes a game of telephone. You know, somebody like ourselves who are professionals understand and we give this blanket statement Mm -hmm. and then to that client, that client then goes and tells their family and their family (laughs) and this and the guy at the gym and this and that happens all the time. And then suddenly these trigger points don't exist. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The one I always give is my my partner, um, he's uh, turned out like a 10 and 2. (laughs) And like all through school it was I'm like, why is he doing this? What test can I do? And I'd come home and I'd, you know, test it and try to figure it out until his mom said he was born breech, foot, footling breech, mm. breech. A lot of footling breech have a turnout at the hip, the acetabulum mm. and everything doesn't, like it just is in a different position. Whenever he went to the gym and do and would do squats, he would get approached all the time. You need to have your knees pointed straight. You have to have your knees pointed <laughs> oh, straight all the time. And he would be in so much pain because him turning his feet straight causes him a lot of hip pain. Yeah, of course. And so I said to him like, and again, it's back to this posture and yeah, there's this efficient posture, but the efficient posture has to match the person. Mm-hmm. Him, his efficient posture is a turnout. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I yep. said, keep doing it because you're going to cause yourself more pain and more problems and probably osteophytes and blah, 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 and more arthritis down the line if you're not doing it in the range that your hips are actually. And I explained to him what probably what happened. And mm-hmm. and so that's always my issue because then it's like, yeah, these blanket statements, if you're not educating your client, just get it's it doesn't stop at your client. It no. goes to everything. I hear it all the time. I hear it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my mother-in-law so told me that yeah. her chiropractor said that. Yeah. Thing is like, the example you brought up is the perfect one. So the RMTs that are arguing, you know, the asymmetries and perfect alignment and perfect posture don't affect performance. Well, in certain cases. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like you said, with your partner, it doesn't make sense for him to point his toes forward and do a squat. He's only injuring, he's only hurting himself really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in Mark's example with the weightlifter, sure, he can yeah. lift those weights with the scoliosis. But imagine if yeah. he didn't have the scoliosis. Yeah. So he'd be able to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it can't be a blanket statement. Yeah. There yeah. are certain circumstances and that study was probably meant to show that not everybody with faulty posture experiences pain yes. and not everybody who ex- is experiencing pain has any 
faulty posture. Yeah, yeah and, that's and then, it. And yeah. then and then what ends up happening is a bunch of RMTs say, you know what, I'm not even going to bother assessing or looking at posture because what's the fucking point? point. I'm like, no, 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 you no. missed the whole. Well, you yeah. missed the point. Yeah. Right? you have to correlate. Like, are they coming in saying this hurts? And you see that their shoulders are like this and they have neck pain. And yeah, okay. But if they're like this and they're like, yeah, I'm no pain. Okay, I might still check it out. But like, I might be looking at more. Mm-hmm. It's not my go-to and I'm zoning yeah. in on this. Yeah. And yeah, I don't Fascial know. tissue can't be stretched, one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's that so one. Many. That's what started our peer review <laughs> yeah. piece. It's just like, we're like, what is happening here? So we're like, we like all the science, but I've mm-hmm. often said like, I'm definitely like if you can't find the science, but I see that it works. Like I'm yeah. down, and I do acupuncture, and I will tell you at Mac, the instructor, he is a sports medicine doctor from Spain. Like he teaches acupuncture to like the U.S. military, like super educated mm-hmm. human being. Like when you stand there and he talks, you kind of feel like I just learned like 80 years of information in one <laughs> conversation type of person. And he was literally like, "Go out." Do the needles, watch it work. I can mm-hmm. give you 500 studies. You need to just go and do it, right? Mm. He's like, sometimes there is no evidence, but we see it happen. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what everyone's problem is with just accepting that sometimes this stuff works. Like, what's the issue? And he, right? Like, yeah, or, or it's just sometimes a misinterpretation. Like, yeah. like everyone that fascial tissue can't be stretched. Okay, guess what? I never fucking said I was trying to stretch fascial <laughs> tissue, right? I'm just trying to inc- increase the pliability of the tissue. I never said. So the same reason. And you're telling me I shouldn't do fascial techniques because I'm not stretching fascial tissue. I'm not physiologically stretching the fascial tissue. Well, guess motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're the same. You're the same person that's giving all of your people stretches, and you stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you physiologically changing the components, the, the makeup of the muscular tissue by stretching it? You are absolutely not. not. So, and the same reason why you still give stretches and you still do stretches is the same reason why I'm mm-hmm. still doing fascial work. work right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you're going to hold what you're saying true about the fascial work, then you should never fucking do a stretch ever again. again. Well, and that study was only. Only looking at the one I think you're referring to where it's like you need something like 10,000 pounds of pressure, whatever it is, to stretch fascia. But it's it was only thinking of or working with the fascia. The fascia has so much more the nerve innervation that is involved all around and with the muscles like you're not. We have to remember we're a body. We're a makeup of systems, not just I'm one not just skin. I'm only yeah. affecting the skin. Like that has you to just always be, reminded yeah. me of the other issue I have with the <laughs> with the research is the focus on semantics. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yes, you know as you're saying, okay, the, there needs to be ten thousand yeah. pounds or whatever to to permanently change yeah. fascial tissue. Okay, as Mark said, we're we're not claiming to be stretching mm. fascial tissue but it's if you even say those words you know like we want to lengthen the fascia mm-hmm. or stretch the fascia immediately you've got people yep. jumping down your throat saying that's a dangerous statement to make I'm like oh dear god yep. for one thing our clients don't give a shit what we call <laughs> yeah. it we could say I'm going to do a new technique called rainbow brushing <laughs> and, they'll be like, okay. and they'll be like okay cool <laughs> what's that going to do is it going to work am I going to feel good like, I love no, rainbow brushing exactly <laughs> like nobody cares as much about the language as mm-hmm. therapists do so I think I don't even think most therapists fucking care. I'm talking about the group that that are that does. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I think there's like this 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 big of a group that cares. Well, Fifteen thousand fucking people. There's this this much. Yeah. Cares. Like Heather was saying, I think I know which episode she was referring to of the person who was really like throwing biomechanics out the window. Mm. Um, that was an ep- <laughs> that was an episode. I mean, I I enjoyed talking to mm-hmm. him. He's a nice guy. Whatever, but. 
that was one where I actually did cringe at myself quite a few times because I was just, you know, I was agreeing with him. But afterwards, I was like, oh, I didn't actually totally agree with that. Oh, I didn't really. Yeah. And he had a really big focus on language. And on one hand, I agree with that where mm-hmm. we have to, you know, yes, you don't have to be super scientific and use jargon with your clients, yeah. but also making sure that you're not saying blanket statements either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not saying, you know, this is what we're doing and this is why it's going to work and whatever. It's, I mean, my clients understand I'm somewhat of a mechanic. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to assess something. I'm going to determine what structures are involved, what we might need to work on, what I think is going to happen. Let's see what happens. Then we reassess. And I'm never saying like, this is what you have and this is what I'm going to do. So like, I'm with him on that. But the other thing I'm like, now you're just nitpicking. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I feel like sometimes people are just nitpicking Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, the research doesn't show that this does this. I'm like, oh, dear God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, there has to be a balance between the empirical, you know, double blind studies and what you see in the clinic. Like, there is not a lot of around cupping. We both do cupping, like a lot of compared to other studies. Mm -hmm. And but there's a reason it's been around for as long as it's been around. And Mm -hmm. I am a straight case. I couldn't raise my arm more than like 100 degrees in abduction, one treatment with tons of pain, one treatment, I could have 180 degrees with no pain. And I only had to- had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I've had two (laughs) treatments and like it, so I, it's also taking that and saying to your client and being upfront, like- this is the clinical experience I have. This is what I've seen in the clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, there might not be science, a lot of science right now backing it up. I also think, you know, sometimes the funding goes to things that are maybe more risky yeah, you and guys things like this. this on yeah. the episode, the yeah. difference between the clinical findings yeah. and the research findings. Mm-hmm. That Just is being important. Yeah. yeah. And I think the funny thing is, is I think actually most of us agree on these things, but you know, it's just for some reason, human nature these days to argue Mm -hmm. because the same people who are preaching the research are also the same people that love to say biopsychosocial and love to talk about (laughs) uh, dermo neuromodulation. So I mean, you understand that a person isn't Isn't just a body. You understand there's a whole person. You understand the Mm -hmm. nervous system. Mm -hmm. So when you're telling me this study shows that pain and posture aren't related, I'm like, well, on what? Well, that person, maybe on this person. And it is like mm-hmm. let's let's calm the f down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we feel. <laughs> Absolutely, it's just massage therapy, people. Yeah, just relax a little. <laughs> that's what you're, when you're saying um, popped into my head. We're just about being a mechanic. We're just body troubleshooters. Like, that's yeah. really all we are. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do. We've got a billion different tools in our tool belt because that's all you ever yeah. heard through school. Yeah, and we're just trying to figure out with this person in front of me, this yeah. body, with what they're presenting with what do I know mm-hmm. that either, yes, there's research behind or I've seen it work in clinic. Like yeah. I love to bring up on the podcast that I do reflexology because mm-hmm. I'd love to hear the eyes rolling. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen it work. Yeah. I've seen myself that, you know, I've seen it where I, I do, you know, three, four treatments with a client and I, a client I've been working on for years. And suddenly we throw reflexology into the mix and like, oh my God, like, I don't mm-hmm. know what you did, but oh my God, like, yeah. I'm so much better. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Even if it is a placebo effect, is I it, don't care. Is it that science is it hurting them? No, <laughs> I love the it's not. Effect. It's not. Just like um, after your um, your live streaming day with Sue, her whole thing. I've been trying to implement more fascial work, sustained long fascial work. And I had a client where I was kind of doing, you know, your suboccipital nucleoline yeah. release there, and I sat there for three minutes, and I could feel. I, that's one of my favorite things. It's just feeling the tissue soften mm. and relax, and you're just like, yes, let it. 
go. Let it all go. And he got off the table and he's a big, like burly guy. And he was like, I don't know what you did, but I felt like my head detached from my body and is floating and in a good way. And I was like, as long as it's a good way, that's fine. (laughs) But your head is still attached. But like, even again, if that was a placebo effect, he walked out of my clinic so happy. I have a Mm -hmm. client um, and this is one of my like why I'm in the niche I am of bringing mental health into the factor is he came in and he had recently lost his wife. He was lost and you could tell he was guard up, wall up, You, but also was going to break down at any second. Mm -hmm. And to me, he just looked like he felt like he was in pieces. And so he's like, but I have, you know, shoulder issues, neck issues from my work. I said, okay, we're going to work on it, but I want to treat your full body. You need to feel whole again. And did the treatment, put on the music therapy soundtrack. (laughs) And he came out of that crying and was like, this is the best I felt since before my wife died. And that's when I was like, this is the niche. This is the world I need to be in for sure. Because again, if, if it was all placebo, he felt better and he was better coming leaving than he was coming in. And that's all that matters to me. I agree. And also I'm glad you're taking on that niche and not me because (laughs) I don't think I have it in me anymore. I used to be described by my friends as like cold hearted and emotionless. I think the minute somebody cries in front of me now, I'm like, okay. And I just break down as well. (laughs) I can't, I I can't work with, with, uh, people with um like not that I can't I obviously yeah. have clients who have mental health concerns but I don't think I could take that on all the time mm-hmm. I think I would be in pieces yeah it's hard it's hard but I think where it is is that the fact that with those clients I do share with them I'm not mm-hmm. secretive about the fact that I am you know general anxiety and panic attack disorder and I had one this week she came in just came off of short-term leave for figuring out her bipolar ADHD and I said just so you know I'm on whatever spectrum, however, I do deal and have seasons of mental health. And she literally just like, oh my God, okay. Someone who gets it. Yeah. She's like, you get it. I'm here. I'm home. I'm here. You're like, you've got me for life kind of thing. Cause I was like, however you show up in whatever season you are in your life, Mm -hmm. that's how we'll deal. You know, we'll have our ongoing things we're going to work with, but how you show up is how we'll work. And that's, you know, today we're chatty and next week you're like music off. I don't want to talk. Then that's what we're going to do because, because I truly like the brain is such a powerful thing, such a powerful thing and it controls everything in our body. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. And then you know, the physical to work the mental and the mental to work the physical. So mm-hmm. that's how I see it. When they come in, because they'll yeah. be like, oh, I have this neck pain. But then they go into how like their boss is being a dick and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I see what I'm treating here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you just, and like, I think that was something that I did like really early on is mm-hmm. um, do, I do the assessments. I do all of that. But I listen to like the words they're telling me and like read those like lines in between. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're coming in here because you feel because they come to an RMT, they want therapeutics so they feel they have to have a problem. I don't know yeah. if anyone else feels that. They always feel like they have, I'm like, you don't have to have anything wrong with you to be here like yeah. you can be here and we can be working on other things or whatever um but they'd come in and they'd say all these things i'm like okay so uh let's i'm definitely more of like a whole like holistic yeah. like and so i definitely have clients who are just yeah. like you just do whatever's that you do Those and magic you'll hands. find the things <laughs> and you'll do the stuff and i'm just gonna leave here like better than i was when i came yeah. um and it's like all right and I'll, every once like even still after 11 years and people just like do what you do i kind of go 
oh, like what if I do it bad? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, can you just give what me? What do I do with my hands? Can you just like give me a little like thing? Or you know what I mean? But they're just like you know my body more better than I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just do it, and like that's not something you'll find in a research paper. You know what no, I mean? Exactly. Like, I get to know these people after years and years and years. Like I have clients who've seen me for a decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I do know them. You know what I mean? Like they just have to be like this thing and waving their hand is happening, and I know what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah. Like so, like it, but there's no research paper saying like why I should know what that is or know why like this technique works better than this one or whatever like I feel like anyone that's so needing research to justify what they do you're in the wrong fucking field yeah (laughs) yeah go to physio chiro yeah you really weren't meant to be or maybe not even healthcare because healthcare in general like I don't know if anyone else knows this through like COVID healthcare has no idea what they're doing 95% of the time they're making it up (laughs) how can you not notice that and that's I I have a specific person in mind I'm not going to call this person out but this person is very much like listen to the experts look at the studies and i'm like i'm sorry you cannot post that when last week the expert said this this yeah. week they're saying that like yeah I'm all f- again i'm all for it but can we also use our own brains mm-hmm. like can we sense. remember that the experts are also humans like yep. they're not these superhuman powers that know more than we do mm-hmm. they have a certain amount of education they're trained to do research in a certain way but they're wrong all the time. They change yes. their mind all, all the, the time. time. So again, stop jumping on people who are saying, but this doesn't make sense to me because this number doesn't make sense over here. Like mm-hmm. anytime somebody tries to go against a quote expert, oh, they get attacked. Yeah. And I'm like, but can we hear them out? Like maybe, yeah. like how do we know this person isn't actually the smartest person in the world and we're mm-hmm. just telling them to shut up because the expert that was on CNN the other day said something different. Yeah. Like, That's what my dad always says. They're an expert, but they're an expert in this mm-hmm. one yes. thing. And it's ironic because my brother is a expert in this one, one thing. thing. He's doing yeah. his PhD in nanotechnology. So he's an expert in this. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, actually, I think that's a way he keeps him grounded. Yeah. But, but yeah, they're an expert. They're an expert in this one thing. And life isn't just this one thing. Yeah. Or this yeah. job isn't just this one thing. So like, be a little bit more of a jack of all trades. That's what mm-hmm. he calls me, the jack of all trades. The yeah. Yeah. therapy isn't yeah. just this one yeah. thing. Yeah, it's just yeah, especially too. Like, you know, I do my assessments, I do my background, but sometimes they're like, so what's going on? And I'm like, I also need to get my hands on you yeah. because yeah. these tell me things that I can't explain. Like somebody today, when I was like, you stay pretty hydrated, right? I can tell. She's like, how the hell can you tell? Yeah. And I said, you're not sticky. (laughs) And I was like, no other person will understand except for an RMT (laughs) that you're not Not sticky. sticky. You're not sticky. And also like your skin's not peeling up when I'm (laughs) massaging you and the lotions aren't just disappearing and the oils aren't disappearing. And like, I can't explain it. Like, I don't know how. And that also leads back to like- Show me the evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, show me the evidence. You know what? Um, Clients don't care. Um, Honestly, all the time. They'll be like, oh, why is this happening? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. I followed you around 80 years. Like, we know. Thank you. I I followed you around for 48 hours, maybe a week. I might be able to tell you, but I have no idea. I might be able to give you a (laughs) hypothesis if I follow you around for two weeks. But I don't know. At this moment, no, I don't know. But you guys reminded me, there's this one client I have and she's only been coming here for a couple of years. She's not like, literally, I've only seen her since we've been in the space, which I just said Mm -hmm. has only been two years. And she comes in and it's not like, just do your thing. I'll say to her, so what's going on today? What do we need to work on? She'll go, oh, you know. 
Like literally, she just does this thing with her shoulders. Oh, you know. All right, then. Let's get going. Let's get on. What what do you know, though? (laughs) What do you? (laughs) She's she's a woman of a certain age that has worked her entire life sitting in front of a desk. Mm. So she's got the same issues. When you say woman of a certain age, that means old, right? She's not young. Okay. Her her son is probably your age. Gotcha. That's polite for old. (laughs) Woman of a certain age. She's a woman of a certain age. I I just I didn't know that until right now. And so she's got all of the. These, you know, these issues with her elbow and her wrist mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah from her workstation. And I, it's always the same thing. And, you know, I've recommended getting an ergonomic assessment. I've talked to her about the works. You know, we've done all that. I give her home care exercises. But ultimately, she's been doing this for like she's probably past retirement age now. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing this same job for her entire career. And so it's all super chronic issues. And sure, she might do the home care. But like every other client, they do it when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. It's not consistent. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she's seeing me every day. She's seeing me, you know, every couple of weeks because that's what she can fit into her Mm -hmm. life. And so when she comes in, yeah, sure. Like we see progress, she gets better. But ultimately when she comes in and she says, oh, you know, I know it's, you know, it's all 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 these things, you know, it's her arm, it's her wrist. It's all the usual shit because she still lives her life. Life. When she leaves here, she doesn't go home and just sit in a bubble after I've treated her and made her feel better. She goes back to life and her elbow gets fucked up again. Yeah. I have one of those. Uh, what's going on? Everything. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's everything it is. Everything. <laughs> the works. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen this going back to treating, but like everyone's coming in. They're like, all the things that we had mm-hmm. worked out before now aren't worked out. So yeah. we need to go back to all of that. And I'm like, uh, but I had you in such a great place. Yeah. My job was so easy for a while there. Like easy and that I just knew. And now yeah. I'm like, why we have to go back to this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody came back broken. Oh, yeah. so broken. And like, emotionally broken i feel like yeah. part of my job now is to reintegrate humans back into society mm-hmm. in like a very forceful way because i haven't even like i have clients who literally like this is the first time i wear a mask i'm like oh and like because i haven't left the house in yeah 15 yeah. weeks i'm like oh and you chose massage to reintegrate yourself back <laughs> like you haven't seen another human being other than your spouse for like four months and you want me to put my arms and hands and elbows all over your body after <laughs> i just massaged five other human beings right like yeah. you're really pushing your envelope like with that mm-hmm. one but they come in they're like Yes, this is That's how I'd like when to do you it. Know they're desperate, man. I had a yeah. client come in. It was actually a new client. I wasn't planning on taking any new clients for the first little while. He mm-hmm. only just came in like a few days ago, but he called me. And, you know, we, we did the whole pre-screen over the phone and blah, 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 blah. He told me where he got his number. It was, it was mm-hmm. a referral. And so anyway, I booked him to come in and he came in. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. I would not be here if I didn't think I needed you. Mm-hmm. I'm in agony. I really like messed something up. I need you. He's like, but I'm also scared of getting COVID. Yeah. And I was like, okay, don't worry. You know, like this, is, mm-hmm. I will do things in whatever way you're comfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And anyway, any, everything went fine. But he like right away said to me, like, if I didn't need you, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be here. I'm scared of getting COVID. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Like imagine, like uh, on top of everything else that's going on, Being now afraid. you have this like looming fear over yeah. you every time you leave your house. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I have a client who I've seen for a long time. He's been coming in for years and he came in. I could see it in him. Yeah. I was like, are you sure you're okay to be here? Right. Are you sure you want to get on that table? He's like, yep. And then he told me after the treatment, when he was lying down, I was washing my hands. He was starting to have like an 
anxiety attack. He's like, maybe I just get up and leave and she won't even see I'm gone. Like, maybe I just go. <laughs> and I was like, why did you stay? He's like, because I needed it so Ugh. bad, Nicole. He fell asleep on the table. I was very proud. I got him yeah. from like anxiety attack to sleeping on the table in an hour. Please. But I, like, I don't think I actually physically did anything to his body. It was simply just having another human being like touch him and yeah. realize you're in a safe place. Like I'm doing all the things I can to keep you safe. That was all he needed. He just needed someone to show him it's like okay to breathe air mm-hmm. when you're around other humans. Yeah. So it was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I went home being like, I don't think I can do this. I'm like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm out there like touching people and I was like, how are you doing this? I'm like, man, it is what it is. Like, yeah. I'm not fragile. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To echo that, I, I just realized, I think this week is, and this by this week, I just started today <laughs> for this week. I haven't used my forearms or elbows on anybody and as a massage therapist you get what level i'm kind of working in because everybody just needed to be brought down from this high anxiety (laughs) level first like like i said you got to get that anxiety down before otherwise the muscles aren't going to let me do anything i didn't think i had anxiety well that's a lie because on some episodes i was like oh i even catch myself acting crazy um but i didn't think that i was like afraid (laughs) Mm -hmm. of being out in public and whatever mm-hmm. like I, th- I thought you know i'm ready to go back to work so i started up um what second week of june mm-hmm. i was like okay i think yeah i took from the date we got the email i said okay i will open in two weeks yeah mm-hmm. i need that time mm-hmm. to like prepare myself and whatever i'll open in two weeks and by the end of the first week i was in agony and it hit me that i was only using my hands and i was like am i doing that to keep distance mm-hmm. like am i you know what i mean i realized mm-hmm. like I'm probably, and I was probably like so stiff mm. and so tense, but by the end of the first week, I, I Mark had to massage my forearms like in the yeah. middle of the night. I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in so much pain because I was only using my yeah. hands. I've relaxed a little bit since yeah. then, but that first week back, yeah. whew, that was I mean, rough. I'm just emotionally exhausted. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done with all everybody's yeah. like emotions right now. <laughs> I can't and take I'm, out like, I'm already so hormonal. Like, I don't know. Like, I am halfway to being done having a baby and I'm like, I can't handle like another person's like emotions. Yeah. I have a crazy toddler at home. I'm growing another person. Yeah. Like I don't know I don't how care you do it. About you or whatever. Like just go to the grocery store. Like what is the problem? I'm yeah. I'm over it. But I think yeah. that was my family was, <laughs> I was like I'm done. My family was so worried with my anxiety about this, and they kept checking in on me. Like how are you doing? Are you yeah. freaking out? And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, this has caused me. I hate to say it, less anxiety than going down to Toronto to watch a hockey game. I, it's weird to say, but because for me, this made sense. I understood, it, okay, it's a virus. I understood the science. I understand that, okay, we just have to keep distance. I'll keep distance. Mm-hmm. We got technology to talk to family, blah, blah, blah. And But for me, like something like that, I don't have control over, over the I, situation. Yeah, the situation, it's chaotic. You know, if something bad happened, it's just a free for all and people get like, to me, it was this made more sense. I understand you 100%. Yeah. My anxiety is always about feeling out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the worst postpartum anxiety after my second child. And a big thing that helped me was just I, I became a little bit of a control freak. Mm-hmm. A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. I, whatever I could control had to mm-hmm. be controlled because mm-hmm. that was the only yeah. thing to keep me focused. Yeah. And, you know, like my friends kind of joke about it. Like I can be a little bit um, over the top when it comes to cleaning and organizing and whatever. But if like it, when I start cleaning, like mm-hmm. cleaning, mm-hmm. you know that I'm not okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm anxious and about something and I need to clean. That's yeah. me. And I need to, yeah, I need organize and I control came it. Home yeah. to watch me organizing soup cans in the cupboard because he told me he needed to go to Costco. <laughs> and that's when I realized I had a bit of an issue <laughs> with like I had a problem. He literally came home and was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, these are cans are weird. And he's like, what are you doing? 
face in the wrong way. And he's just like, when did this start? And like two hours ago, like when I told you we needed to go to Costco, I'm like, I hate that place. He's like, yeah, so much. <laughs> Reorganizing suit. I'm like, I can't. And I had that after I had my son. Literally, I'd be like, his bedtime is this. I need to be home for this. I need to have like these six bottles prep. Like it was like regimented. My husband's like, you're losing your mind. I was just like, I know. But like, just hang with me for a hot second. Like this is new. Like I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, but it's been good since then. Massage is my happy place. Oh, I don't yeah. know what it is. I go in there and maybe if I'm able to just like back all the stuff I have at home, like at the door and I come in and I'm like, people come in like, hi, and like big smile, big face. Like I'm here to help you. My <laughs> shit doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's focus on all the weird stuff that's going on with you. And I can just feel good about <laughs> that I'm not alone in this boat that's sinking. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happened last year. I know we keep going off on tangents, but um, beginning of July last year, we lost four family members in 10 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. uh, a great grandmother, an uncle, a family pet, but she'd been around for 14 still, years. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and my grandma. And like I was still showing up to work other than the um, funeral days, but I only work three days a week, right? And some people showed up that I had kind of a relationship with. They kind of knew me. So it would be like, just so you know, this is going on in my life. Because again, I'm upfront. If it was a stranger and I felt mm-hmm. fine, I probably wouldn't have said anything. But I'm like, just so you know, and they're like, why are you here? I'm like, because this is my happy zone. This is actually bringing me comfort. Yeah, I feel good in this space. And helping me caring for you is helping me yeah so i need to be here um yeah and even that grandma i I don't know if i told you i carry around a her some of her last words my Mm -hmm. uncle wrote down on a piece of paper and she was an energy healer a lot of the family were kind of like she's crazy don't listen to her yeah she gave us a crystal (laughs) and i'm not i'm not a person that's like let me hold this crystal and it's gonna give me its energy i you know i'm not Mm -hmm. that's but I'm like, it's pretty to look at. So, and somebody else might feel better seeing it, right? But I have a piece of paper that has basically some of her last words and it's, Heather needs to learn the energy. She needs to learn it now. And so I keep it with me because to me, I'm like, that to me speaks to my massage mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to keep going down the path I'm going. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, this clinic, like you say, there's some mornings I wake up and I've just got that butterfly stomach and I walk in the clinic and I'm like, it's all gone. Yeah. I'm not, let me just do what I'm here to do and help others and treat others and care for others because clearly that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> yeah. So know your podcast helps with that space because yes. you're always being played <laughs> in like, that space. In that space. <laughs> oh, I so. like that. Well, it's funny. We're we're very different on that front. I'm very much like you, Heather, and you, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like for me, when I've got a lot of shit going on, I would just rather come to work. I just want to come to work and do what I got to do. And like you said, focus on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I can almost like literally forget about everything that's going on. You know, I'm in the treatment room with my clients and I'm hearing about their life and I forget what's going on in my own life. And I feel you're quite the opposite. When you've got personal shit going on, you need to step back from work mm-hmm. for a little bit and you need to sit with yourself and I can't, I, I can't hide shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. It doesn't work for me at all. Like, it's impossible. You'll know if I'm upset. You'll know if something's wrong with me yeah. right away. Maybe it's a guy thing. Yeah. My husband's that way. They have to like recluse to their yeah. cave to like figure yeah. out their stuff or I can just be like, we're good. Let's yeah, no, I can't it. do that. I remember us having a very, very stressful, stressful 
uh, evening one time and the next morning we were both supposed to get up and go to work. I got up, I showered, I went to work Not me. and I talked to him midday and I was like, where are you? Probably in the parking lot at work and I never went in. He never <laughs> went in. He canceled all his clients that yeah. day and I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you just go mm-hmm. and pretend everything's fine. I'm like, I'm not pretending everything's Mm-mm. fine. I'm just not thinking about what's not fine and I'm focusing on, on what something can. else. Yeah. And for me, it just, you know, I, I just had to keep going and dealing with my day. And yeah, you, uh, Do you see ba- how I was drunk from fucking spring <laughs> to the following new year. Maybe that's back to the control thing. Cause then again, you're in a space and you can, you can control, control that space. Yeah. Whereas most times we're most stressed because we can't control. If I'm at home. Happening. I can't control. Yeah. That stuff that's happening. Like I, yeah, that's probably it. I can control and, and we're caretakers. We really are. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're here for. I, I learned through having children that I've got a slight control problem, but it's fine. It's <laughs> it fine. It comes out full force when you have kids. Yeah. Well, you're also placed in control of another human. Yes. Like they literally handed me a baby and we're like, you now make all the yeah. decisions of another person. I'm like, what? I am not qualified for the job. Even though I'm only a dog mom, I do feel that. Is there anything else on your list of questions for uh, us? I think I've had all the questions. Mm-hmm. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My favorite word. I need to work on that. Yeah. I say absolutely. I don't, if you ever listen to like absolutely. full, I just go absolutely. 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 I, I do true a lot. True. Yeah. Oh, true. you know we're going to go home and do a drinking game to absolutely yeah, get true. There you go. I get true, you get absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's there. It's definitely there. And I've tried. It doesn't work. I can't not. Yeah. It's my word. That's, yeah, yeah. that's good. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks again for joining this us. super fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I know. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.